This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is November 5th. It is a Thursday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the city of Philadelphia released body cam video and 911 audio of the police killing of Walter Wallace Jr. on Wednesday. Officers can be heard saying, put down the knife at least 11 times before Wallace was shot on the 6100 block of Locust Street on October 26th. The body cam video shows the officer approaching the home and Wallace appearing on the steps with a knife. Wallace begins to move off of the steps, disregarding multiple commands to drop the weapon. As Wallace enters the middle of the road holding the knife he has shot multiple times at one point in the video you can hear one of the officers say shoot him the officers each fired at least seven rounds at least 14 total shots but police could not say how many times wallace was struck wallace was transported to penn presbyterian medical center where he later died uh Commissioner Danielle Outlaw identified the officers involved in the fatal shooting, 25-year-old Sean Matarazzo, uh, and who joined the force in 2018, and 26-year-old Thomas Munns, who joined the force in 2017. At the request of the Wallace family, D- District Attorney Larry Krasner says only part of the video was released. Family members say police were called multiple times before the fatal shooting. The 911 calls were also released on Wednesday. A neighbor called first at 342, reporting that the people next door were fighting. Seconds later, another call came into 911 by a family member who said her brother was hitting her mother and father and that he was on probation for being violent and had a record. Another call came in at 334. Uh, My mom needs help, said a man on the call. No decision has been made if charges will be filed against the officers. President Donald Trump's campaign filed lawsuits Wednesday in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Georgia, laying the groundwork for contesting battleground states as he slipped behind Democratic uh, candidate Joe Biden in the hunt for the 270 electoral college votes needed to win the White House. The new filings joining existing Republican legal challenges in Pennsylvania and Nevada demand better access for campaign observers to locations where ballots are being processed and counted and raise absentee ballot concerns, the campaign said. However, at one Michigan location in question, the Associated Press observed poll watchers from both sides monitoring on Wednesday. The AP called Michigan for Democrat Joe Biden on Wednesday. Nevada, Pennsylvania and Georgia are still undecided. The Trump campaign also is seeking to intervene in a Pennsylvania case of the Supreme Court that deals with whether ballots received up to three days after the election can be counted, Deputy Campaign Manager Justin Clark said. The actions reveal an emerging legal strategy that the president signaled for weeks, namely that he would attack the integrity of the voting process in states where the result could mean his defeat. His campaign also announced that it would ask for a recount in Wisconsin, a state the AP called for Biden on Wednesday afternoon. Trump's campaign manager cited irregularities in several Wisconsin counties without uh, providing specifics. Biden said Wednesday the count should continue in all states, adding no one going to, uh, no one's going to take our democracy away from us, not now, not ever. The eyes of the nation are on the Pennsylvania Convention Center, however, though in Philadelphia, clerks working inside had at least 115,000 additional mail-in ballots to count in the 2020 presidential election as of early Thursday. The entire state's co- state continues to tabulate mail-in ballots, which could make the difference in this very close race. 
sorry. Governor Phil <laughs> Murphy <laughs> announced the banning of single-use plastic and paper bags in all New Jersey stores and food service businesses. Murphy said the bill is a significant step to reduce harm and pollution that these products cause to the environment. Plastic bags are one of the most problematic forms of garbage, leading to millions of discarded bags that stream annually annually into our landfills, rivers, and oceans, Murphy said. Starting in May of 2022, both plastic and paper single-use bags, as well as disposable food containers and cups made of polystyrene foam, will be banned. Okay, so I saw this pop up a couple of times. What about uh, individual dog poop bags? Um there's I don't a, know. I, there, I use my I, I, I use, use biodegradable ones. I, well, I use my Target bag for the poop bags, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I do too. Um, so there is a list of exemptions, and I was digging through the store. Oh, you know what? I saw them too. Okay, but you know what? Oh, it's yeah. in my jersey pile. Oh. I have, I have a jersey. <laughs> yeah, I no do. Way. Can you use? Well, because you can get uh, now. There's you know recreational marijuana, and there's a few other things that took place in New Jersey. So. Uh, so the new rules for plastic bags, there are exemptions for some disposable items, including bags wrapping raw meat, polystyrene butcher trays, bags used for loose items like produce, uh, bags that hold fish and insects from pet stores. Oh, yeah, like uh, if you're getting crickets or something. Oh, for yeah, fishing. Yeah. Right, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering about that. Okay. Right, right. Uh, dry cleaning bags, newspaper bags, bags carrying prescription drugs. No poop. So bags used for loose items like produce. So you'll still use the plastic produce bag to go get your, you know, potatoes and whatever and put those in. Right. So so there are some, yeah. Well, you know, a friend exemptions. of mine gave me a, 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 it was a crocheted poop a sack that I can use. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm sure yeah. they do have, they do have biodegradable poop bags. I hope those right. make they, it under the. Yeah, they're biodegradable. They'll be. Yeah, yeah right. Be they fine. should be yeah. fine. Absolutely. And right. I love yeah, it. Go ahead. Um, no, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was going to say they're for single-use bags, so I would imagine their biodegrading would be taken into consideration. And the dog walking poop bags, I love it when people will clean up after their dogs, tie the bag up, and then leave it in the street. What is up with that? Why do people do they that? Do that on, happens. They do it on trails too. I see it in Valley Forge all the time. Just Why would you it. do th- carry it? There's carry a trash it. can. What's the point of putting it in a bag? I don't know. Uh, the, it, the, it's I've the never heard dumbest of goddamn thing. It drives mm-hmm. me crazy. It also. <laughs> there, oh, there's a whole other conversation we having, and I, I will take that bag home with me to my garbage yes, and put it no. in my garbage. No, why would yes. you do such a thing? Because to me, just let the dog crap anywhere. Then, yes. well, yeah. What's the, yeah? Then just leave the poop. Like, it why would put it in environmentally, it would be better for you yeah. to just leave the crap there because <laughs> seriously, it's bio waste and it will <sighs> you know break fertilize down. the lawn. Maybe and actually, it will probably help. I guess they're trying to save someone from stepping in it, but I mean. If you Come want, just if put, you want a dog, put a and you want flag. A, if you want a dog, yeah. and you want to take him for a walk, yeah, and like you have to pick it up, like you're marking a mine, right? Steve. Or like one of those flag. decorative sandwich flags. Oh, uh, dude, yeah. see, I've had to do that because I've taken my dog for a walk, and I've realized, oh my god, I left the bags at home, right? So I have had to literally mark <laughs> with, you know, I've either you know, big like, pile or of leaves yeah. or something like that. Child, yeah. I've done. <laughs> Child, I've, yes. No, I've <laughs> done. I've actually taken a photograph of where I was, and I went back later That's with smart. the bag. Yeah, That's smart. Yeah. Um, so I think New York already did this. Am I, am I correct? Does anybody know? I, I, I know that they use they only use the paper bags, and you're at I'm least sure. for a portion of time you were being charged five cents if you even asked for a bag. Yeah, when we uh, this last time we took a trip to Hawaii, um, that was a deal. If you if you wanted to okay, use their see, bags, it was like you know three cents or five yeah. cents or whatever it was. And so they they're they're very environmentally conscious in Hawaii. 
Um, and so, yeah, that was that was the situation. But Rochelle has brings her own bags all the time is, to go grocery shopping. So. It's, it's like three, three cents or five cents a, a big enough hit to make people go, oh, I don't know about that. It's just something you recognize as yeah. you go yeah, into the transaction. Because so, they ask you before. Yeah. They, they don't just charge you. They say, yeah. do you want a bag? I want 50 yeah. of them. You say yes, and then they say, okay, that'll be additional five <laughs> Some cents. Some places are giving you discounts if you uh, bring your own bags, too. I think at, at Target you can get to like a 10, a ten cent discount what? per bag. Yeah, Whoa, seriously. Ten Wait, cents. you knew something she didn't about Target? If you, I, uh, listen, don't quote me on okay. this, but I believe it's I 10 cents know. if you bring your own bags. And do you, do you bring your bags to Target? No, no, I don't. Well, you should try, young lady. Mm-hmm. Although I do have my, this is my Target bag that you gave me, Preston, for. Yes. I use it all the time. Yay. I put my, because, you know, if you go to return something, yeah. you don't want to walk in just holding it. And since my cat's poop is in my plastic Target bag, <laughs> I put it in that bag that you gave me. So. I'm happy to hear that because the alternate gift I was going to get you was a home brewing kit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This looks very familiar. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So under the new law, food service businesses will be allowed to provide single use plastic straws only upon requesting. And this is starting November of 2021 in sports this morning. The Eagles lost their third-string quarterback when Josh McCown decided to leave the team's practice squad to join the Texans' 53-man roster. He will what get a chance to mentor another young and talented quarterback and do it in a city closer to his home. For the first eight weeks of the season, the 41-year-old veteran was on the Eagles' 16-man practice squad but was living with his family in Texas. Uh, he was a virtual member of the Eagles practicing from home. Without McCown, the Eagles still have three quarterbacks on their active roster. roster. Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, and Nate Sudfeld. The f- is that? The San Francisco 49ers shut down their facility following positive tests for the coronavirus, but are still scheduled to play tonight. The team practiced four players. Uh, I'm sorry, the team placed four players on the COVID-19 list. Good job. Right. <laughs> Go on. All right, yeah. <laughs> No, they placed four players on the COVID-19 list and declared all four of them out for tonight's hey, home game. go out and play. <laughs> against the Green Bay Packers. Wide receiver Kendrick Bourne tested positive for COVID-19 and was placed on the reserve list yesterday afternoon as the league and the 49ers conducted additional contact tracing. Kickoff for Thursday night football is scheduled for 8-20. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. As I mentioned before, it is Thursday. We get the majority of the week done. That's wonderful. We have a few things to get to. Today, we have a guest on the program. Godfrey is going to be performing at uh, Punchline tonight and Friday and Saturday. So we'll talk to Godfrey in the 9 o'clock hour. He's he's a legitimately funny guy. He is. Yeah. Yep. He's, he, he can just riff and does a great job. And then Zoolander was on the other night. So mm-hmm. Who's he in Zoolander? I haven't he, seen it in so long. When they And we talked to him before about yeah, it. When, when they, uh, they put, they're putting on their makeup, Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller, because they're going to break into a Balzac's um, yeah. office yeah. to get the, uh, to get the uh, files out of the computer. Uh, he puts on, he's putting on makeup, and then you cut to Ben Stiller. Now it's Godfrey as Ben Stiller oh, in the makeup. Yeah, yeah. Great. Oh, my yeah. God. All right. Yeah, Godfrey, a lot of energy. Very cool guy. He'll be joining us uh, later this morning. Um, and that's our one and only guest. We're just going to have a good time, good chats, stuff to get to, things to give away. So make sure you stay with us for the program. We'll come back in a moment and dive into the entertainment report with a stupid question and something for you to win right off the bat. Some good eats. So stay with us. We'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> We will be back in a moment. Stay put. Like what you hear? 
You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's give something away. We have a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card for the stupid question this morning. And here is my question for you. A field in which rice grows is called a what? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. A field in which rice grows is called a what? 215-263-WMMR. That is a number. So let's go through some birthdays, shall we? Today, Thursday, November 5th, while we're waiting for your answer. Uh, we'll start with the big one in the world of music. It is Art Garfunkel's birthday today. Yep, of uh, Simon and Garfunkel fan. Big and Simon and Garfunkel fan. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I go through phases with them and listen to a lot of their stuff for a while, and then I take a bit of a break. Yes, I, likewise. You know, you, you get into folk mode and then get out of folk mode. My son, Carter, I was very happy to find out that he loves Simon and Garfunkel. I love it when I hear... You know, kids that will appreciate. Sure, he discovered on on his own. Yeah, no, that's just said a, a friend maybe had played a song for huh. him, and then he took a dive, a deep dive into all of it. So, cool. yeah, he's uh, seventy nine. That's today. cool. Pierre played uh, America by Simon and Garfunkel the other day Great on election song. day. That's such a good song. It's uh, on the uh, almost famous soundtrack as well. Yeah, he's uh, a great harmony accompaniment to uh, Simon's uh, amazing songwriting. Uh, so, 79 today. Uh, Andrea McArdle, who ah. is the original Annie on Broadway. Is this actually her case? Um, this I'm not is, sure. I don't know. She okay. was one of the most, if not the most uh, popular ones, right? She was the one during the big Tony spree I, of awards. I would assume she was the first one. She right. The, the original. Sarah Jessica Parker was, too, at one point. Yes, the original on really? Broadway Annie. Yeah, she played Annie. Yeah. Uh, so she's 57. I found out today this is Casey's all-time favorite. He is, he's mentioned it. Sing, Casey. Sing. Oh, I can't. No, no, no. Uh, I can't. Um, th- I, I don't know. Who's the girl who plays Annie in the movie? Uh, I don't know her name. All right, because that's the one. Yeah, it's my favorite musical of all time. Okay. And uh, I was telling Preston that the song that opens up the whole play is my favorite song in the whole one. And it's a song called Maybe. It's just. Far away. It's such a beautiful song. Maybe real nearby. Aileen Quinn, that's it. Aileen Quinn, yeah. Yeah. She was born in Yardley, PA, Case. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And Andrew McArdle's from this area, too, right? Andrew McArdle went on to star in Starlight Express. You remember that uh, musical where every, it was a train? It was about a train, all the yeah. cars in a train? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you cry a little bit when you hear this? Um, it brings me back to a time, and sometimes I long for the innocence of my youth. Uh, of course. So, yeah. I get a little choked up when I hear this. Yeah, there you go. Uh, the melody is very longing and, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. the, 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 wistful. The, yeah. I, you know, uh, spoiler alert, her parents have been dead the whole time. And um, <laughs> <laughs> the the sad thing is, is this opens up the whole play, and this is her, like, hopeful, you know, I've never heard of Annie. (laughs) This is, uh, you know, her thinking, oh, well, where are my... Because she's in an orphanage. She's She's an idiot. Yeah, Yeah, my parents, they're on a tough... And so she's thinking, okay, you know, they're going to come back and get me. No, they're not, kid. They're dead. (laughs) Doesn't she find it almost immediately? (laughs) They they, they open... They're dead. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the story of Annie. I've never seen it. I love it. I've never yeah. really, oh, wow, really I've never really cared to. Yeah. Uh, watch the movie because Carol Burnett you know what? is I didn't great. Li- I didn't like her hair. I think that was yeah. it. And now you love redheads. I do. <laughs> not, not like crazy. that, though. Not yeah. like not that. Like, yeah. not Andrew Jerry McCar- curled. <laughs> Andrew McCardle was on uh, Al Albert's Showcase when she was a kid. Really? Yeah, we talked about Al Albert's many times. But, uh, yeah, oh. she's born in Philly and, uh, and, and uh, grew up in this area. Well, happy 57th birthday to her today. Uh, it's also Tatum O'Neill, another child star. She is 57 as well from the Bad News Bears. That's great, Casey. Great movie. Yeah, it is. I love this original version. Uh, she was just together. They had that... O'Neill family photo. You remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. I had a, man, did I have a crush on her. And then wow. things went south. Yeah, uh, she's 57 as well today. Uh, Peter Noon, who is the singer from Herman's Hermits, celebrates his 73rd birthday today. And uh, I remember they did an updated version of this song for uh, Naked, Naked Gun. Gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was a, a funny segment. That's great, yeah. They did a montage right in. Uh, but Herman Her- Herman's Hermits, uh, Peter Noon, lead singer, 73 years old today. Uh, very likable guy, by the way. Uh, Brian Adams oh. uh, uh, is 61 years old. Man, he was a hit machine in the 80s. A hit machine. And up into the 90s as well. So he turns uh, 61 years old today. He became the darling of movie soundtrack songs. Big time, yeah. Yeah. Cuts Like a Knife was probably my favorite song. I that, that, was his, that was his first hit. Cuts so. Like a Knife. Yeah. I, Steve, I know you hate the song from Robin Hood, but I, do. I love it. I All do. For one? No, no, no. Oh, no. That's Three Musketeers. Oh. No. Uh, everything I Do, oh, I Do For I You. Do. Yeah. You know, another good one is what? the duet he did with Tina Turner, It's Only Love. That is a great. Because It's Only Love. Yeah. And that's, that's a good song. Yeah. Some ripping guitar solos in it. I mean, he, there's some songs that he had that had a bit of an edge to him. Kids Wanna Rock was another good one. He's 61. Femke Jansen. Yeah. Uh, Gene Gray of uh, the X-Men. Is uh, 56 today. Also a villainous in the Bond movie, mm-hmm. uh, GoldenEye. The wife in Taken. Yes. And she was in the other Taken movies too, right? At, at a certain point. Tooken. Yeah, tooked. Tooked. Let my daughter get tooked. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll never forgive you for letting her get all tooked up. Uh, she was a, she was perfect for Jean Grey yeah. in, in that original run of X-Men. She looked uh, she looked the part. She, she had the delivery. Totally tooked. 56 today. Man, I'd like to took her. Uh, Robert Patrick from Terminator 2 and the X-Files. And? Is 62 today. And what? Oh, no. I was thinking of a different. Okay, go ahead. He's 62 I, today. I was thinking of uh, Shirley John Jones. John <laughs> Shirley Jones. Shirley Jones. Oh, wow. Uh, how about Tilda Swinton? Oh, my God. Ah, she's great. She is great. Doctor Strange. I think one of my favorite characters of all those movies yeah. was the ancient one. I just something I loved about that character. It's terrific. And in uh it's Endgame, right? Where she uh she pushes takes yeah. the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Knocks a banner a right out yeah. of the Hulk it's body. Very cool. I mean, she so offhandedly takes care of, of foes like not even with effort at all. Right. It's like, wow. But man. you know she knows what she's doing. And and what I love also is when uh when uh Banner Tells her that one thing that yeah. Doctor Strange said, and she goes, "Okay, yeah, yeah. yep, that's it, bro." Yeah. It changes no everything. sad, bro. bro. Yeah. We're going to save the universe, bro. <laughs> no sad. Uh, she is sixty years old today, and she has the most unique look about her. Yeah. There's something something interesting you know in her in the way she looks. When she's done up, she's she's sort of androgynous, but when she's done up, she's beautiful, really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, great actor Sam Rockwell uh, turns uh, 52 years old today. Oops, sorry. We're mixing up two things. Uh, what is this from? Well, Sam Rockwell. Oh, the, the band is called, or the singer is Rockwell. It was a reach. I gotcha. He's in the uh, MCU as well. He is. He is. He's in Iron Man 2. Yeah. Plays, uh, what was that guy's name? I forget. Um, oh, jeez. Uh, it's gonna see hammer. Now, you took my hammer. Door. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hammer industries. I love the little we dance fail when he comes MC. out on the stage, and uh, you know, because he wants to be okay. like Tony Stark. Here's the deal: if we talk to him, and we almost had him in the studio. Yes, in almost every single movie I've ever seen him in. He does a short dance yeah. of some type. It's uh, like uh, Christopher Walken. Yes, very much. Christopher Walken almost dances in, in, in almost every role really? for just a second. <laughs> Even in three billboards. Uh, that yeah, I think he goes to a. I'm trying to remember if there was a scene, but in almost every movie, like a little oh. shuffle of the feet or something, real quick, he does <clears> a little <throat> dance move. Next time you're watching a Sam Rockwell movie. <laughs> Try and pay attention. Galaxy Quest, uh, Charlie's Angels, obviously, um, Three Billboards, Casey Z. He's a great actor. He's 52. And then the last birthday is uh, Odell Beckham Jr., football player, is uh, 28 years old today. So those are the birthdays that I have for you. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. A field in which rice is grown is called what? And we will go to Justin for the answer. Justin, you are on the air, sir. Good morning. Oh, yeah. Not bad. It sounded sound like uh, Darth oh, yeah. Vader having an orgasm. Yeah. Uh, Justin, do me a favor and tell me what a field in which rice grown is called. It's a patty. A patty. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, man. It's an easy one. And we have for you a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. Close to the holidays and let Bonefish Grill handle the cooking. Enjoy a variety of seasonal specials like the fan favorite Winter White Cosmo or family bundles that feed up to five. You can get a $10 bonus card with every $50 gift card purchase through the end of the year. Order at bonefishgrill.com. Delivery from DoorDash and Uber Eats or dine-in whenever you are ready. All right. What? So, well, we were talking about Sam Rockwell, and here's a little MCU knowledge for you. Sam Rockwell actually auditioned for the role of Tony Stark as in oh, Iron Man. Okay. Favreau liked him so much that he put him in Iron Man 2. No kidding. Yep. Even, though, even though they passed on him yep. for the main role, he, he, he created a role for him. He's that, still alive within that universe. He didn't uh, die. He was yeah. just incarcerated. True. Lloyd. Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, all right, so... We're going to start with the the Jenner Kardashian crew. I just have a little short thing here for you. Kylie hit up social media on election night. Oh, she did. To announce that the Kendall collection was being restocked. So Kylie announced Kendall's. Yeah, I don't know why. That seems appropriate on election Uh, night. But fans, yes, exactly. And that's the thing. She, She... Got a little bit of blowback. She uh, she tweeted, "Happy birthday, sister! The Kendall collection restocks tomorrow at nine a.m. for the last time, including signed PR kits only on KylieCosmetic.com." Okay, but so what is it? Because I asked yesterday if Kendall had products. Uh, I don't know. Is it just a Kendall? I have no idea. It's a whole bunch of makeup, Kathy. I'm looking at a photo of it on uh, Kylie's Instagram, and uh, it looks like it's under Kylie's brand. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you can probably, but it's called Kendall, I guess. Recognize these types of makeup better than I can. God, it's 
Got he just want to die. Face stuff, eye stuff. Lip things. Lip face things. stuff, mm-hmm. eye stuff. Yeah. How much do you want to bet that it sells out? How much do you want to oh, bet it that it yeah. sells out almost instantly? Oh, let me see what it is. Hi, I need to get some lip things for my wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For face. Uh, so <laughs> fans fans responded with a distinct lack of enthusiasm to these tweets. And uh, just to give a couple examples, one wrote, Kylie, we love you, but not the time. Uh, another tweeted, girl. Read the goddamn room for once. Girl. <laughs> okay, why? Seriously. Because it was election night. Because it was election night. Okay, and... All right. Listen, just it's yeah, yeah. something to talk about yeah. in entertainment. Okay. <laughs> we're not uh, going to break up into discussion no, about this? Not, not right now. I want a two-page essay. Okay. <laughs> I want you to write a theme. Single-spaced. <laughs> oh, man. Listen. And now's your shot to get the BB gun. Sometimes I'm just looking for things to throw out. <laughs> here's, here's, right. here's our unspoken agreement here. Just pretend it's important. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's all I asked for. I saw Chloe Kardashian did a video uh, for Ellen, and oh my God, her face. She she Chloe. has to be trumping, I think, uh, Kim in plastic surgery. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, I you know what? couldn't believe it. Yeah, Kath, I saw when I had the story about her house selling the other day, I saw a brief picture, picture and I was like, hmm. Who is that? Well, yeah, and I was like, is that doctored? Is that the latest picture? Is that some kind of bad shot or something? But she does. She do, like it makes them look bad. Nothing I liked her was... for not having oh, that initially, and, right? And the voice, like Steve, if I felt like I was listening to you, it is very like that. Yeah. It's not even a joke. What? What? She's gone so far. I don't know if you saw. Also, Kathy. Now her her actual her mandibles come out about a foot and a half <laughs> out of her mouth when she eats, just like Alien. It's disgusting. Okay. All right, listen, this is a this is a legit story All right. to pass along. Michael J. Fox sat down with people recently and opened up about the darkest moment of his life. Uh, he went public with his Parkinson's diagnosis in 1998, of course, noted that, you know, the, the setback was unrelated to Parkinson's that he talks about in this particular article. He said that in 2018, a non-cancerous tumor was found on his spine and that it was causing terrible pain. He said that uh, I was headed for paralysis if I didn't get it operated on. However... Surgery was risky. Uh, the tumor was constricting the spinal cord, he said, so they had to be very careful in removing it so that they wouldn't do further damage. But he went forward. He began a rehab process, learning how to walk again, and then putting the nightmare behind him, he went to Martha's Vineyard with his family, you know, to kind of recover. Sure. And then returned to New York City solo to do a cameo in a Spike Lee film. Uh, he fell on the morning of the shoot and broke his arm, he said, and that, he said, was definitely my darkest moment. He said, I just snapped. I was leaning against the wall in my kitchen, waiting for the ambulance to come, and I felt like this is as low as it gets for me. It uh, it was when I questioned everything. He said, like, I can't put a shiny face on this. There's no bright side to this, no upside. This is just all regret and pain. He said, optimism is really rooted in gratitude. He goes on to say, optimism is sustainable. When you keep coming back to gratitude. Yes. And what follows from that is acceptance. Accepting that this thing has happened and you accept it for what it is doesn't mean that you can't endeavor to change. It doesn't mean that you have to accept as a punishment or a penance, but you just ha- you just put it in its proper place and then see how much the rest of your life you have to thrive in and then you can move on. Here's a guy who you stop and think about where he was earlier on in his career. He had the world at his feet and um, he's been dealt, you know, many bad cards. But the way he handles it is pretty inspiring. Uh, I said, it's not that I wasn't sincere before, but my gratitude is deeper now. 
from having gotten through the darkest times. Uh, does his, he mention us? Uh, he does not. Uh, no? uh, but his fourth memoir is coming out, and the title is No Time Like the Future. He's, and it is set to release on the 17th. The roles and the stuff that he's acted in since then, I mean, you know, and they're able, I guess whatever treatment he's on is able to to keep it in, in, in check. But, I mean, he's... He's, he's still a solid actor. Oh, most definitely. He was on, uh, Shell and I watched that show, Designated Survivor, and he had a role on that. I did find it hard to understand him. Okay. Because his, his speech has got a little fast like this. Right. His, his mouth doesn't know him quite as much as it's like this. And I have a, my hearing is an issue, so right. it, it's kind of hard for me to pick up on everything. But for the most part, you wouldn't, you wouldn't glance at him and go, wow, that guy's in bad shape. You know, he's really... He's really managed to hold together, and, and he's a great actor. He just he, he really pulls off those roles wonderfully. Full House alum uh, Lori Laughlin is not having an easy stint in prison, according she, to insiders. She's already killed two other prisoners. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's already killed two other prisoners, oh. and she's in solitary right now. She's going to miss that she's good in behavior. The hole? She's in the hole. Um, she reported prison on Friday. Uh, apparently, the insider says Lori really went into prison strong, she had her faith and the support of her family, but the first few days uh, and road ahead are daunting. She was training with some martial artists to get into shape so she could defend herself in prison. You know, she even got her prison tattoo, Preston. Another one uh, said that she is a wreck, uh, so she's serving time for the role in the college admission scandal, of course. So She got a big Kimmy Gibbler tattoo on her back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she did. I don't even know who that is. Who is that? One of the characters. From the show. From the show? Okay. Uh, let's see. Cassie Randolph is dropping a restraining order against Colton Underwood. This oh, how does this thing. name stay in pop culture? Uh, Colton Underwood. She dis- Go away. She dismissed it without prejudice, meaning that she does not plan to file for protection at a later date. Hey, my name is Colton Underwood. Uh, Underwood told TMZ, today Cassie asked the court to dismiss the temporary restraining order against me. I should have been a blip in pop culture, but now I'm an oozing fistula. The the two of us were able to reach a private agreement to address any of Cassie's concerns. I do not believe Cassie did anything wrong in filing for the restraining orders and also believe she acted in good faith. So he's not holding the restraining order against her. Nope. He said, I Whatever the hell that means. I appreciate everyone's respect for privacy regarding this matter. Tonight is the uh, the Bachelorette where uh, all hell breaks loose. And oh, she, oh, you've never seen anything like I, it. Yeah, it's, it's going to change television. Forever. Uh, Wait, it all breaks loose? Because it was breaking loose a couple weeks yeah. ago. You thought that was pre-breaking loose. This oh. is even more breaking loose, Casey. Wow. A, a reason I brought it up is I was wondering if you were going to watch it. No, I don't want to. <laughs> all right. I will if I happen across it. Okay. Yeah, but they're yeah. calling it breaking looser. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> is this the one where she blows up the Bachelorette? Okay. She does. It's never going to be the same. I think this is the one where she actually fully vacates the yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. With that guy. With that guy. Okay. Yep. Uh, Garrett Hedlund was arrested for DUI. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I just like watched that. Tron Legacy. I like that guy. He, was he the, should have known that. He was the lead in that movie. Uh, I think that's what he said. But he subsequently got help, according to Page Six. He was charged with two offenses in February. So this is the, just a follow-up. And he was arraigned after posing $100,000 bail. He was sentenced to 36-month probation for one count and forced to complete an alcohol drug counseling program. He's got well. a baby coming. Yeah, he and Emma Roberts. Yeah. On, on the way, it's her first child. So hopefully he's getting it together. He has so much to live for, providing me entertainment. Mm. Sophia Vergara took to Instagram to share a picture of herself at the doctor's office. Uh, she had captioned the post, and just to make today more stressful, I went and got my mammogram. And then she hashtagged it all good. What kind of machines do they have to use for her? 
Wow, that's a good question. Because I know buxom women do have it's it's a it's a more difficult. Use an industrial press. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, she is very well endowed. Uh, I, Kathy, no, no, I think it's the other way around. Oh, is it? I think it's more difficult if you're smaller. Yeah. If, if you if you've got yeah. big boobs, there's enough to to, to stick in there. Up. Okay. And flatten out. So they still squish it down, right? They do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt at all. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, that was always the you know the myth behind it was that it was very painful or not a myth. Maybe that's how it used to be. But um, at least when I started going, it was I was nervous and the woman's like it's not like it used to be it's not painful no okay. and now they recommend the two things right the that that and another uh, another procedure the a more deep tissue i don't view. know i okay, just had I one know. I don't know. I don't know. There was some some guy driving around in a van offering him. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't go to that guy. (laughs) No, but I I think (laughs) yeah, I uh, I, I thought that there were you know for people who might be problematic. Yeah, yeah, there might be. Okay. Uh, The Emmy nominee also encouraged her followers to get a screening as well, writing "Don't forget yours," meaning your mammogram. All right, Casey brought me up to speed on this. Uh, The Masked Singer has confirmed (laughs) the identity of another singing celebrity. After Squiggly Monster was given their marching orders. Can I guess? Yesterday, yeah. Bono? No. Oh, close. Uh, Paul Does, McCartney? Starts with a B. <laughs> okay. But uh, it's not Bono and it's not Paul McCartney. Uh, after failing to impress... Billy Joel? No, with <laughs> their performance of I Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, Squiggly Monster was at last unmasked as Bob Saget. Uh-huh. Bob Saget? Oh, Bob. Yes. Bob! Yep. That's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, Robin Thicke, Jenny McCarthy, and even Ken Jong managed to catch Squiggly's clues, while Nicole Scherzinger missed the mark. Oh. Uh, I love the clues because it's all like voice distorted. It's like, hey, I was the father in Full House. <laughs> like, that's not a clue. You just told me who you were. My name is Bob Saget. <laughs> and they still don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he had said that, uh, speaking about uh, the whole experience, he said, I got a video message from uh, Candace Cameron Bure yeah. uh, last week with Mary Lou Henner in the background screaming, you're squiggly, aren't you? You're squiggly. I know you. I know that voice. I know those movements. That's how you move. That's you. He said, and I answered, I don't know what you're talking about. Thank you so much for thinking that. Uh, admitting he had only told his wife, his daughter, and friend and colleague, John Stamos. John Stamos? About his appearance on the show. Bob said it's like CIA stuff. It's all It's all totally confidential. It's hilarious. <laughs> he said, I have my wife and one of my daughters, and Stamos signed uh, an NDA so nobody could talk. It's like the Good CIA. Good housekeeper. <laughs> so he's the one. Do you want to hear him? Sure. All right. Just on that, I never would have guessed Bob Saget. He's okay. Yeah. He's not a bad voice. Not like uh, Mickey Rourke. Do you know Charles Mc? Oh my God. Um, they're so hyperbolic that it it just I can't. It's beyond. Yeah. Watchable. Well, the the quick edit is taken to the extreme on that show too. Yeah. Like everything, you know, they'll they'll go to the audience for a nanosecond, and then they'll go to Ken Jung for a right. nanosecond, and it's so hyper, it's it's really distracting. And everyone, oh my god! I know. I've never watched one second. You're of not that missing show. a damn. Thing. All right, thank you for making me feel better about that. So Bob. Is Squiggly Monster. We love Bob Saget. Bob! Yeah, we haven't talked to him in a while. It's about yeah. time to get him on. Uh, this is sad news. Uh, a character actress 
uh, has passed. Her name was Elsa Raven, and you probably know her as the Save the Clock Tower lady Aww. in the original Back to the Future. Uh, she passed away Tuesday at her home in Los Angeles. Save the Clock Tower. Yeah. Um, she done... Anything else we'd know her from? Yeah, 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 yeah. So she played she, the shark in Jaws? No. Uh, her real name was Elsa Rabinowitz. She was born in Charleston, South Carolina. Her career included many character actress roles beyond Back to the Future. She also played the realtor who sold the house in the Amityville Horror. Oh. She played John Malkovich's landlady in In the Line of Fire. She was the mother who lost her son in Fearless. Uh, she also had a role in Titanic. She played Ida Strauss in Titanic. Yes. Most of her scenes were cut, but she was featured in the Celine Dion video for My Heart Will Go On as half of the older couple in the stateroom where water poured in. That's such a touching scene. Uh, she also had regular TV roles. Uh, she played Lucille on Days of Our Lives. And how would you like to be known as this character? She was Tugboat Tessie on General <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> Tugboat Tessie on General Hospital? Mm-hmm. Was she like a, a doctor? I'm guessing... We're going to have Tugboat Tessie do your spinal reconstruction. No, I'm guessing she was like a hard-ass nurse. Okay. With a name oh, okay. like Tugboat Tessie. But that's just a that's just a wild guess. Like if you acted up, she'd pour your bedpan on you. Yeah, something like that. That reminded me of Tussie Bips. Tussie Bips. <laughs> she was a proud voting member of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences, and diligently watched many movies every year just for that privilege. So... Uh, sad news. She was, uh, let me see, it doesn't say how old she was. She was born in 1929. Wow. And I don't feel like doing She's math. She's 91. We're all oh, my God. They're yeah. going to rename least... the Space Needle in her honor. Wow. Isn't that nice? Even though she was born in South Carolina. <laughs> just doesn't make any sense, does it? But they cared. Uh, let's see here. Brooks Like is opening up about honoring his emotions on his How Men Think podcast. Oh, man, I hope that's like five hours long. I'd love to listen to that. He said that amid his divorce from Julianne Hoff, quote, I cry all the time. Me cry lots. And it's wonderful. He said, it's something I've recently learned since the passing of our two dogs. He was referencing the uh, 2019 deaths of his uh, dogs, Aww. whom he shared with Hoff. He said... I've learned how to honor emotions in the moment and let them come up and through me and out of me. And a lot of times that's through crying. And you know me, oh, yeah. I played pro hockey for 15 years, threw dudes into dudes. I'm a dude, but I love being able to release emotion truthfully, organically in the moment and not suppress it. I, th- I think, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I think. That it is, it's good to get in touch with your emotions. I've seen, yeah. I, you know, we, we, you can joke about this, but the truth of the matter is, I've seen guys who are so overly stoic yeah. that I think they're causing internal damage <laughs> by not occasionally showing emotion, just a bit. All right, you know, I, I do like, I do like the square jawed hero and all that stuff as well. Yeah, but there is something to be gained. Oh, I'm just allowing it out now and then. I told you guys, I I will get emotional. I'll I'll shed a tear at least every other day. A tugboat, yeah. uh, a tugboat tussie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, I I cry all the time. Like I tear up and watching stupid movies and TV shows. Yeah. Um, but Steve, what I was gonna say is sometimes, um, I, so for instance, I was watching uh, American Ninja Warrior the the other day. That, I and, roll like a baby. <laughs> right, well, no, listen. The guy, they, they're always going for some sort of right. emotional angle, right? right, right? Yeah. Well, this dude's dog died. And he, did you watch this by any chance? No, I have okay. my, my separate story. Because 
I mean, they acted as if his wife of 70 years has passed away. And he's sitting there, he's like, I miss him so much. And he's crying. Like I was like, the top. go yeah. get a puppy. Patch, patches had eaten some sort of fabric softener. He was dead on the floor. And I don't want to sound heartless. No, I, no. I know that when my dogs pass away, oh, and when, when it's, my dogs it's also, away, when Hershey I, I, died, you were wrecked. Man. I was I wrecked. know that, yeah. You but do like, get it. But, yeah. but, but to parlay that as his reason to want to do this yes. is seems thin, okay. right? A little bit. Wait, yeah. which part seems thin? That, they're, they're, that, that his pug passed away. They, oh, oh, when when other people you. have been in there because their parents blew up. <laughs> yeah, all right, right, right. Right. So, so here's how I feel about emotional <laughs> I, crap I do like get this. the pet thing. Uh, last, all right, see yeah. if this uh, resonates <laughs> with you at all because uh, I felt like uh, I was being emotional um, and maybe a time where I shouldn't have been. Did you watch Jeopardy last night? No. I, oh, was, with the, go- the contestant? Guy was, the guy had a, a speech impediment. He, he, he had a difficult time speaking, right? I but felt he was, exactly the same He was way. a really good contestant. He had long hair. He was, uh, uh, I believe, um, uh, Hawaiian descent and um, a Pacific Islander. Uh, he made a bet at the end of the last clue of Jeopardy. He bet seven thousand dollars. It propelled him into the lead to be in the in the spot to win Jeopardy. He lost in Final Jeopardy, and I felt so bad for the guy for losing in Final Jeopardy. Even though I kind of like the champion, I started crying. No, no. So, I, I don't I, know. I'm going to back you up on this because Nick, I turned to my wife because because Alex says. When the when the uh, when the the daily double came up, he, he said, "You seem to be comfortable with this yes. this, this category." It was a risky and, bet. And I turned to, to my wife Claire and I go, "Alex likes him. Alex yeah. likes him. He's a, he's got he's got the speech impediment, and I'm going to root and, for him. Yeah. He's got long hair. He's kind of cool. <laughs> oh my! This is like no, I don't know I got emotionally invested. Yes, yes. yes this guy was lost. yeah. All right. He betrayed us is basically oh, what. All oh yeah. Well, a guy on Ninja Warriors dog died. <laughs> yeah. Take yeah. That. So anyhow, embrace your emotion just like Brooks like, okay? Uh, Let's see. The BBC is investigating new evidence related to Martin Bashir's explosive interview with late Princess Diana in 1995. I don't ever want to hear that name again. Michael hates, Michael Jackson hates Martin Bashir. I hate Bashir. For those who don't know, he did a big expose on Michael. Sucked. Big deal. <laughs> Sucked donkey ass. In a letter sent to Director General Tim Davey, Princess Diana's brother Earl Spencer said that he uncovered evidence that Bashir used forged <laughs> bank statements in his attempt to talk to Diana into the interview. To talk wow. to her in the interview. Yeah, I, he's, he has a history of doing pretty scumbaggy things. Spencer had told Davey in the letter, uh, I am now formally asking for the BBC to open an inquiry into this matter, and I hope, among many other questions that need addressing, that it will get to the bottom of key interconnected questions. So, Mm. he's asking them to look into That is interesting. I have to say, though, when he did that special on uh, Michael Jackson, uh, and obviously a lot of what he did during that is subject now to scrutiny because the history has come out where he's... He's less than uh, his methodology is questionable. Oh, really? Yeah, but um, but still, the stuff that he was showing, he was the one who had the uh, went, went on the shopping spree with Michael Jackson when he went into that that store that sold all the fake columns and Egyptian mm-hmm. stuff and was was buying stuff like crazy. So it was it was it was fascinating. So television. Is, is he reporting non factual stuff or a lot of times he his his. Uh, what the, uh, he's been accused of often is is bending things, manipulating things, and so I think this is another one in that okay. list of things. Uh, the Walking Dead will introduce the woman behind Negan's baseball bat, Morgan's real life wife, uh, D- Jeffrey Dean Morgan's real life wife, uh, Hilary or Hilary, I think is how you pronounce her name, H I L A R I E, Hilary Burton. 
will play Lucille. Yeah. In a bonus episode of season 10. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she will appear in one of six new episodes set to continue into next year on AMC. She's yeah. on the series One it's Tree Hill, I think. I think that's where she comes from. She's a, a you know a, a working actress. Maybe she's it's just a lovely Hillary. Gal. Maybe it's just Hillary, how you pronounce it. Hillary Burton. Let's well, yeah. spell it the right way. I, I would have liked to have seen maybe a, a, a smaller mm, uh, limited series on the rise of Negan. Because I thought that character was so like, um, layered and uh, no, and there's a lot of nuance to it. I yeah. like to see a whole series that just focuses around the baseball bat <laughs> and treats it like a sentient being. <laughs> and then one last story, and then we got to get to clips. Uh, Hulu, and I'm bummed out about this, has nixed Castle Rock, uh, which is based on stories written by Stephen King. Hulu, oh, and Hulu! was produced by JJ JJ Abrams. Steve and I. Both didn't care for oh. season one. No, you said you liked season two, though. Season two was pretty great. Uh, yeah. It sucks. Um, uh, it, season two had launched around Halloween of last year, and stars included Lizzie Kaplan, Tim Robbins, Bill Skarsgård, Jane Levy, Sissy Spacek, but they're not going to do it, so unfortunately. But, you know, it, it, like, it didn't leave you really hanging at the end of season two. It wasn't like you needed to find other stuff out, so it's pretty closed. All right. Yeah. And it's worth watching, Steve. Was, All right, really? Okay, good, yeah. I'll check it out. All right, let's go to clips. All right. Romances are brewing on the season of The Good Doctor. And in this clip, star Freddie Highmore discusses how Sean and Leah's romance has changed since last season. Here we go. It's exciting to get to see Sean and Leah in a relationship that feels slightly more mature than a relationship that we got to see them in season three, which was more about those kind of early days and the excitement of early love or early romance. And so their relationship naturally is sort of forced to mature now. I don't give a f- uh, the episode, a new episode of The Good Doctor is on ABC Monday at 10 o'clock. He's good on that show because he's playing a um, a genius doctor who's on the spectrum. Autism, yeah. Yeah, and um, you, there are a multitude of ways to play that wrong, and I think he does a great job. Here's the next clip. His old new faces appear in season two of The Mandalorian. One villain has his eyes set on taking down our heroes once and for all. In this clip, star Giancarlo Esposito talks about his stunt work in the new season. I did all of my stunt work on my own without a lot of rehearsal, even though it's a fairly big budget technological piece with the volume and all the things that are going on. So having a lightsaber, I have a couple of different ones. They sometimes put the saber in and I have a handle only. I had to practice and sometimes I have a full saber that lights up. It was a bit complicated. Episode two of the second Mandalorian season will be huh. on uh, Disney Plus tomorrow, by the you, way. You, you looked uh, surprised. That that's what he actually sounds like? Yes. I, I, I always imagine him being a lot more huh. um, reserved, but he's he was a lot more animated in that conversation because he's always playing these ominous people. I love that guy. He's one of my favorite actors on TV right now. He does so much stuff. And the Boys he's on, too. The Boys, yeah. all the uh, Breaking Bad and, and Better Call Saul. Who is he in? Uh, I don't know the actor. Who is he in The Boys? Giancarlo Esposito? He's, he's the head you know, of uh, Vaught. You absolutely know him. Oh, Preston. the guy yeah. from uh, Breaking Bad? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Frank. what I just said. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't recognize his voice either because yeah. he's usually very, like yeah, yeah. 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 He's yeah, in Usual Suspects. And, and quiet. Yeah, he's been around for a long time, and he's just a great actor. He's excellent. All right, and there you go. That's your entertainment report this morning. Let's take a break. Come back in just a moment or two. Comedian Godfrey's going to be joining us in the 9 o'clock hour. We will return in a moment. Stay with us. 
Jason and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance. It's the week before Thanksgiving. Starting Monday, November 16th, the gang will be camping out for an entire week at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. The dates aren't the only thing different about this year. The show will still go on inside the Beanbow Bakery's USA broadcast tent. But we can't have a studio audience. We're emphasizing cash donations this year, both online at WMMR.com and at your local Acme Market at the checkout register. Non-perishable food donations can be accepted on site via our trunk-to-truck drive through drop-off. Fueled by Pepsi. Camp out is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Comcast Spectacor in the Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Cinch Propane Home Delivery, TRG Mid-Atlantic, Xfinity from Comcast, and Mayfair Fence. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Do you want to hear the, the lyrics to yeah. caution real yeah. quick? It's it's interesting because uh, Marissa had mentioned a line she liked in it. Uh, but it says, uh, and there is nothing I want to. There is nothing I want to give. There is nothing come my way. Uh, let me introduce you to the featherweight queen. She's got Hollywood eyes, but you can't shoot what she's seen. And this is the line that, that Marissa likes. Her mama was a dancer, and that's all that she knew. Because when you live in the desert, it's what pretty girls do. Because they're from Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killers are. So they were talking about that. So I guess it's about a, a dancer. Uh, and he says, I'm throwing caution. What's it going to be? Tonight, the winds of change are blowing wild and free. If I don't get out, out of this town, I just might be the one who finally burns it down. I'm throwing caution. And then they repeat that. Never had a diamond on the soles of her shoes. Just black top white trash straight out of the news. Doesn't like birthdays. They remind her of why she can go straight from zero to the 4th of July. I'm throwing caution. What's it going to be? Tonight, the winds of change are coming over me. If I don't get out of this town, I just might be the one who finally burns it down. Uh, I'm throwing caution, and then that's repeated. And then the last line, this is an interesting one, because it's some kind of sin to live your whole life on a might have been. Huh. Uh, see, inspirational. Yeah, yeah. I love... And it uh, says, I'm ready now. So I guess it's uh, he's throwing caution. He's going yeah. for it. Does that mean he's going to... He's or she's be, going to? He or she, maybe he, yeah, I can't tell whose perspective it's from because it's telling the story. Right, of girl, right. But then he's, he's saying, I'm throwing caution. Maybe he wants to go out with her, with a dancer. He's going to huh. try. And a stripper from Vegas. A stripper from Vegas. <laughs> a, uh, I don't really know. A Paul Simon reference in there. Diamonds yeah, on diamonds the on the soles of her shoes. And a Scorpions reference with the winds of change. I didn't even pick up on that. Maybe. Okay, And we'll let the dogs out. Yeah, yeah, that's in there too. There was a woo, 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 but. Uh, <laughs> woo, yeah. woo, woo, woo. Uh, anyhow, maybe I'll analyze that a little bit more, but there's so many songs that I listen to and never know half the words to. I just like the melody, the feel. Maybe there's a, a line or two that speaks to you, but you know, some, some of them have a whole story behind them. All right. On to other things. The story today, you will soon be able to smoke weed legally in New Jersey. Recreationally. Recreationally. This is, uh, Kathy and I were talking about this. She was like, uh, well, Pennsylvania, I said maybe Pennsylvania, but just, that, isn't that the way here? I'm like, no, this no. is recreational weed. This is just for fun. And now, it was on It was on the ballot. I saw a yeah. mail-in ballot, and it was, uh, that's what they were, part of what they were voting for. Yep, exactly. And they voted for it. So New Jersey voters authorized the legal use of recreational marijuana in a year when supporters rallied around the disproportionate number of arrests for drug and minority communities. Okay, so what does that mean as far as, like, what you can carry or have on you? Do you know? I would imagine as long as you buy it from, I I don't know, as long as you're not selling it. 
you should be okay, right? I mean, you can have you like can up to ten pounds, right? Recreationally, now. <laughs> well, no, but that's what I mean. There's got to be a like... certain amount that you can't. You know what I mean? Oh, There's got to yeah. be a limit on what you can have. I Wait, don't know. You can grow it. You, you should be able to grow it. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. Um, I mean, because uh, it's recreational in California, right? Yeah. And all yeah. these people in California got their own little plants. I mean, you know, it's I, no different than, like, brewing your own beer or, you know, making your own wine. It would stand to reason if you can have it for re- – because, yes, exactly. You you, you can um, you can buy booze and you can make your own at home if you – right? I mean, you but have for a, a while you, you couldn't. That was illegal, you know, for oh, a long time. Making your own booze. Yeah, it was – you know, bootlegging. You definitely couldn't sell it until you get a homebrew kit. Yeah. Right. Well, right, so, no, 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 no. Listen. So here we go. I got my hand up. The the vote allows New Jersey officials to begin the thorny, potentially lengthy process of establishing rules related to okay. regulating and testing cannabis and issuing licenses, including how many permits to grant and to whom. So that's what I wanted to get out of the way before the discussion went any further. Quick. Yeah. Uh, so thing. they're gonna they're gonna hash all this stuff out. Hash. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that is good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's got to be, I mean, because even with, with wine and spirits, like there's, you know, there are certain rules in place in different states. So well, gonna, there's going to have to be some guidelines. Here. I'm, I'm sure that obviously we have precedent because other states have done this. One of the things that I'm sure is one of the main reasons for all of this is the revenue to be gleaned for the state. That's part of it. I mean, it, it's huge. And yeah. other states have, you know regardless of peripheral issues that may ensue, yeah. they look at that windfall money-wise, and it's hard to ignore it. Yeah, I don't know what all motivated, you know, voters to vote for it, but that may have been part of it, certainly, you know. They had all these Funyuns sitting around. They didn't know what to do. <laughs> so what is, what's the legality about uh, going from Pennsylvania, buying it, uh, and then going back into PA? Well, I, listen, state to state, you have to, from what I understand, you have to adhere to... The, the state's law. So if you have a medical marijuana license in Pennsylvania, it doesn't translate in New Jersey. You right. can't go and buy medical marijuana in New Jersey with your Pennsylvania. Then you can't travel with your medical marijuana from Pennsylvania to New Jersey. Can I right. go get high in New Jersey if I live in PA? Well, no, because yeah. you're probably... Yeah, but yeah. he's probably going to have to show his... I do. Well, okay, so if you travel no, no, no. to California, you just have to be no, no, no. He's saying, now he's talking about recreational. Yeah, right? I know. If, if, if you go to New Jersey and you live in Pennsylvania, smoke away, pal. It's legal there. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But do you, you have, have to, to show your ID to buy it? You can't bring it back. Well, no, to... I know, but I'm saying to purchase it. That I don't know. Yes, Kathy. because you have to be 21. Okay, you have to show your ID, but you can go to Colorado and you can and be from out of state you... okay. and buy. Yeah. I know exactly you how you do this. Yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. And I have the solution: go to New Jersey. Put the pot in your fireworks that you're purchasing. Okay, shoot and, them over. And, and uh, then shoot them yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, press, I, I, because, right, so, now, what's the deal? I, I wonder how closely the fireworks restrictions mirror the now new yeah. pot restrictions. Yeah, I don't know. I have a question about medical, though. Um, because the, it was medically uh, legal there and medically legal here. Were you, if, as a resident of Pennsylvania, were you able to have a New Jersey medical card? I don't because, think so. Because as a as a gun owner, you you are able to get like um, um, permits, permits, right? In, in other states, it, it might be, if, it might be more have, difficult. I in believe New it's Jersey. called reciprocity, or, or, Dude, or I don't know. whatever. The, the, there there are some restrictions for like you can't have certain ammo in some states. Yeah, you know. So there are there are restrictions from 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 state to state. Um, yeah, yeah, but I I'd be know. curious. I, I think Preston. I think you're probably right. It would be that would be weird to have those restrictions in place and then allow that flexibility yeah. with taking your 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 medical marijuana license being applicable in yeah. another state. I don't know. I don't know about the gun thing case. I've heard New Jersey's super duper very, strict. Very, very, very strict. 
Um, um, so I, I don't know. Okay, I'm like a marijuana idiot. I don't know any of this. So you um, an idiot. You, I, I'm just an idiot in general. <laughs> um, no. So okay. So with medical marijuana, you get it in different forms, correct? So does the recreational mean you'll actually get the plant? You don't get it in different forms. Here in Pennsylvania, you can get it in, you can get vapor, what they call the flower, which is the weed, you know, buds and so on. So you can get that. That you actually smoke? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, yeah, I didn't realize that. The only thing you can't get in PA is edibles. Okay. Edibles are not allowed here. Why Um, is that? Because that seems... Well, I think there might be a fear of somebody taking it accidentally. Or dosing someone? Maybe that yeah, too, yeah, but yeah. that—that's just a guess on my okay. part. But, but also, I think California, yeah. but um, uh, Colorado, Colorado, Nick, they have edibles that are for sale, correct? That are legal. They absolutely do. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, now they don't have recreational. When it was medical, were they allowed to do that? I don't remember. Uh, I bought recreational edibles in Colorado with a Pennsylvania identification. A friend of mine, a friend that we we're all friends with, um, <laughs> had an edible at a wedding. And, um, you know, was told, okay, this is pretty innocuous. As he was being taken out of that wedding on a gurney. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, like, my oh. God. And it was the groom that gave it to him, by the way. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. my God. And we know him, too. <laughs> I don't know this story. It was story. hilarious. I'll show you a video. He did a stand. It's he, hilarious. He, he told a story yeah. on stage about it. It's so funny. I think, uh, from my own personal opinion, uh, edibles are wonderful, but you really have to be careful. Oh, yeah. If you're interested in edibles, mm-hmm. go slow. Don't overdose, and if you think it's more than you should be taking, it's more than you should be taking. Starting small is a really good way to go about I've, doing I've it. I've heard that often. Um, uh, so, again, I don't indulge, but I'm fascinated by the, the culture and, and the different aspects of it. There, In one of the Doug Benson documentaries, he's taking edibles the way you would eat cheese balls. Like, oh, like I mean, it's incredible. Well, Doug's... His Doug's sister. on a different level. Uh, so if you're interested in marijuana, don't follow Doug's lead. No. Um, but I, I, I personally don't like smoking. It, 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 I don't like smoking anything. It, it feels bad in my lungs. I don't like cigars. I don't like pipes. I don't like cigarettes. And I don't like smoking weed. Um, but edibles are, it's a different way, obviously, of consuming it. And so the high comes, it, it's often delayed. You know, it takes a while for you to feel the effects. All right. Uh, I get, somebody texted and said you can get edibles in uh, PA. Um, well, we so, and somebody says the misinformation you're putting out right now is horrific. Yeah, pretty much. Well, then <laughs> no one follows what you're saying or they will end up in jail. Okay. Don't okay. come to us for actual information. Yeah, yes, don't. don't ever come to us. We're just having fun here. Uh, hang on. There's somebody we need to call and I need... Ghostbusters? Nope. Uh, Marissa, come here. Call this person. They own a medical marijuana uh, Boom. place in... Uh, in here in Pennsylvania, we'll get to the Listener bottom of, of the show. Please call her or text her from, from my phone, if you would, please. All right. So, um, anyhow, Marissa handed this to me. It says uh, weed isn't really legal yet. Uh, Attorney General reminds New Jersey uh, November fifth. Actually, know who knows all about this is our former intern Gage. Yeah, oh, yeah. he's he's in the the industry. He should call in. Uh, it says uh, Attorney General uh, Gerbier Gruel. <laughs> really? I don't know. Yes. I, I will go with that. Sure. Uh, issued a statement Wednesday reiterating the current law, but said he will soon issue a directive regarding changes. By the way, in a little bit here, we're going to rank the weed in New Jersey and how it is. Oh, I've, right. I've got uh, some uh, the study here. Uh, all of the state's criminal laws relating to marijuana continue to apply until, among other things, the legislature enacts law creating the regulatory framework. So it's still, don't think you can run around and start smoking weed in, in New Jersey. Sure. Yet. You got to wait for the date to at come. town meetings. Yeah, you got to wait till the the date to come where it is officially legal. So, 
Uh, it says here, while my office will soon issue additional guidance for law enforcement and prosecutors to address the situation, uh, we have reminded them of the board discretion they already possess in handling low-level marijuana offenses. So, um, But, yeah, I was under the understanding that edibles were not uh, allowed to be sold. Somebody said you can get them in pill form. You can't buy edibles as candy. You can get just the pills. Okay, well, then that's... I hadn't considered that as edibles. an edible. Edibles, I consider the something you chew, the gummies, uh, the chocolate, you know, whatever Brownies. it is, no. something along those lines. Uh, so, anyhow, let me get some calls here. We're going to go to uh, Mike. Hi, Mike. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. Rock. Thank oh. you. What's up, Mike? I uh, just wanted to say, as someone, I was happy to vote for recreational becoming legal in New Jersey. Like, I was so happy to see that on the ballot because. A, it's a giant step in getting rid of the rest of the taboo surrounding this. Cause, mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't able to get an additional for myself. I would need one more so for my the head issues that I have. But it helps so much in what it does. So beneficial, and the fact that it's was stuck in this taboo land for so long. Now we actually can start understanding it and growing. You know, okay. no pun intended in the growing, but it's great. But I got you. Listen, um, it says here you wanted to comment on the allotted amounts. So we're going to get to that. We're, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. So yeah. Um, I, I know you're happy. Lost. I got lost. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, dude. I'm still This is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> this sorry. is it's, a major step just... in the thing of the forward. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> but what, what about the allotted amount? Do you have a handle on that, uh, Mike? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm good. I'm back to, I'm back to it. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, but as far as the weight goes, it's like for medicinal for in New Jersey, you're allotted a certain amount per month. So you can oh. get what you need per month out of that and have that on you as long as you have your card on you. Realistically, if you're looking at um, recreational, the most that they'll probably let you walk around with is like an eighth. Okay. That's kind of like a very neutral amount to have. It's already below what would be considered distributing. Right. So, they, and for where, it's not like it's going to be, you know, all over the place you're allowed to do it. You know, they'll probably restrict it to, like, the home or yeah. stuff like that. Kinder it's cares. Not like, yeah, it's not like you're going to be able to walk around with an ounce in your backpack and everything's going to be fine. Yeah, like, and you can't sit there and, and, you know, start pulling bongs outside of Wawa. So Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. As mm-hmm. much as they would want to, you know, prime rib is no longer there at Wawa, so it's not going to be that epic. <laughs> right. All right, right, cool. All right, thanks, Mike. Appreciate the heads up. We're going to go to some other calls. Thank you. Uh, let me go to Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Good morning. Hi. Um, I just wanted to say that I live in PA, and I actually have a medical card, and I'm only 19. So what they do, they basically, like, just fudge it a little bit, and no lie. It's so funny because – and also, my dispensary has – they do let me get edibles, because I know you guys are saying they don't have them here. Yeah. So I wasn't even sure, but they let me. They let me get them. So. Like choice. Yeah, go ahead. Describe the edibles that you get. They're like you can get like candy and like I know that you can get like brownies. I haven't really gotten many brownies. But, you can get yeah. those at at your dispensary. Yeah. I thought they were illegal in Pennsylvania. I thought they were not allowed to sell those. Maybe that's happened. Has that just happened recently? Uh, probably because I only got my card like a month ago. Okay. So, and you said you you were you you fudged information and were able to get no pun intended. You you were able to do that. 
Well, no, I went to the doctor and everything. I just turned 19 and I went to the dispensary and they, it, they were, it was saying like on the screen because I was filling out info that you have to be 21, but they were literally just like, just lie. <laughs> so, wow. Well, that, that might be a kink in the system. Yeah. All right. Well, thank yeah. you, Teresa. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you. All right. See ya. All right, so here you go. Here's our weed expert. This okay. is this is Kate. Kate is a uh, big fan of the President Steve show. Uh, she's a sorority sister, I believe. Ah, awesome. And uh, she's been to a bunch of our events. And she is she runs a place called the Apothecarium in Plymouth Meeting. It's a it's a um, uh, dispensary. Yes. Uh, so we're gonna get uh, Kate online. Hi, Kate. Good morning. Hey, how are you guys? Doing wonderful. By the way, Kate, what's your address over there in Plymouth Meeting? It's 420 Plymouth Road. <laughs> Seriously? How did you get that? Um, honestly, we were looking at the, the the way the story has been told to me. We were looking for the space. It just, honestly, it happened to work out. That's it's really, really, really well, it was sort of destined to be that. <laughs> Poetic, is it not? All right, Kate, exactly. so uh, yes. edibles in Pennsylvania. What's the story on that? So I heard what she said. I'd love to know where she went because I'm a patient myself, but also... I, you know, I oversee not just Plymouth, but I see our Lancaster and Thorndale locations, too. Mm-hmm. Um, there are no edibles. Edibles are illegal. So unless there's okay. brownies that don't have anything in them, um, on the Pennsylvania right. side, at least. So you're, you're, you running, you're running three locations. This is your business. And you're here to say that in the state of Pennsylvania, edibles are illegal. Right. Now, that's not to say, Preston, you can make your own at home. And we sell, you know, products at all of the dispensaries that you can kind of, you can use it to make infused edibles. Okay. I wonder um, if there's, there's some sort of loophole that somebody else is making them and it's being sold there or something like that. Is there any loophole like that that you're aware of, Kate? No, no, that's that's the sticky wicket right there. No. <laughs> all right, well, let me ask you something else then. Is it possible that there are some of these places that are bending the rules and offering product that is not technically legal yet? What I can say about that is if they're affiliated with the Department of Health through the medical marijuana program, they're they're kind of questioning the legitimacy of it by doing that, um, and they're jeopardizing the system for a lot of other people. Okay. So I hope that, you know, this, this, this previous caller had gone somewhere like a CBD shop or something like that, and then that's a completely different realm. That's yeah, so I don't know as much. I can, I've seen CBD infused edibles all over the place, and there's a difference. Yes. Oh yeah, that's yes. it. Doesn't have the psychoactive uh, THC in it. Right. It's it's exactly. more yeah. It's it's medicinal, but it's not psychoactive. So you don't get a you don't get a high pers- right. yeah, out of it. Right, so right, right. Okay, good. See, I thought I was right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, when did this happen? And now man? you find out there's brownies and that there's. Uh, but, go ahead. But it's, I will tell you, it's confusing because if you're in New Jersey, mm-hmm. you can buy pre-rolls, you can buy lozenges, you can buy stuff that is not yet legal in Pennsylvania. So in a lot of ways, like, they're, you know, you cross a bridge and it's a completely different set of rules. All right. So to that point, Kate, you're saying currently now they have medi- they, uh, they allow medical. You're saying that you could get those things you just mentioned currently. Yeah, in New Jersey. All right. Okay. And then once it becomes fully recreational, that'll obviously open up a lot more um, to for sale. Yeah, and it's a it's a whole new world with that because right. we don't you know we don't have a state that's that close to us right now that's recreational. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out in the next few months. Mm-hmm. And do you have to be twenty one? Um, I believe in New Jersey that was the rule. In Pennsylvania, you only have to be eighteen. Okay. But huh. then again, 
if you're if you're a teenager who's you know who had something traumatic happen and you have PTSD or you are suffering from epilepsy or you're on the autism spectrum, you can still receive a card and then you would have a caregiver who is 18 or older. I have so I know someone or, who who is someone who is under 18 and has uh, some serious mental issues and have gone yes. through a variety of treatments that haven't worked and they're trying the medical marijuana route and they're, any, they're any, allowed to do it. Any results? I yet? don't know. I don't know the follow up okay. on it yet. Um, Kate, what is, what, what's the conjecture on, um, eventually recreational marijuana in Pennsylvania? Um, so I have knowledge of that bill that's currently being drafted. It's over 300 pages long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so we need to trim down and obviously with the election still very much being a talked about topic that's not quite resolved, it's going to be interesting to see if. Party lines can be crossed once this is all settled and we can get some movement on that. When would be the earliest, let's say that this, when when, when would be the earliest that something like that could happen? Another two years? People, people are not going to like this answer. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say probably this time next year would be the earliest. Okay. Um, just to try to get all the pieces together um, to get certain people to agree to it. Because we can't go 100% with everything we want that would be ideal. We kind of have to give and take here. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Kate, I just want to ask you a quick question. There's a place sure. called called Grow Supply in Conshohocken. It's on Sixth Avenue. Do you know anything about it and what it is? I unfortunately do not. Okay. Um, I wish I did, but I can't. I can't give you any information. I try to keep up to speed on all like the local shops in the area, you know, vape shops and things like that. There's so many; it, it can be difficult. Yeah, so I, I would. Don't. It's just it's a store that's never open. It's uh, like the shades are always half drawn, and um, forever we thought that maybe that's what it was going to be, but it's it's nothing. And there's stuff inside, but <laughs> no one knows exactly what it is. So I wasn't sure if maybe it was something along your lines. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I don't know anything about that. Okay, I'm thanks. Sorry. Hey, let, let yeah. me ask you. Um, with with recreational marijuana being legal in New Jersey, if you are a resident from Pennsylvania with a medical marijuana card, will you then be able to trans? Will you be able to travel into New Jersey and not face any penalties if you have that with you? Do you have any idea? At this point, so the regulations are specific. They say you cannot cross state lines with products now. I have this discussion with patients all the time. This year was a little bit different because of COVID and, and like, no one was traveling. But last year, we would get asked, you know, can I take this on a plane? Can I do this? Can I do that? Technically, no. Um, people have cards. People have labels. I know people have traveled. And, I can't, you know, we can't police anyone. And, and it's kind of up to everyone individually how they're going to proceed. But I know there are patients that have traveled because they need their medicine. So they've traveled with it, and they have not faced penalty. But in terms of reciprocity, that's something I would be curious to see if they're going to tie it into New Jersey's rec bill and and PA's eventual rec bill, that you would be able to just go. It would be nice, even in the medical program, to have reciprocity between state lines. Okay. Let me ask you, so in Oregon, they uh, voted to decriminalize possession of all drugs, including heroin and cocaine. I was wondering what... What, small amounts of it. Yeah, yeah, small amounts. What 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 does that portend um, for your industry? And you think? I mean, to me, that would be that's a that'll be a a glacial shift for whatever the the impetus is for doing that. Uh, do you are you keeping an eye on that that development? Yeah, definitely. Um, because one of the conditions that you can get a card for is opioid dependence disorder. 
So we see a lot of addicts that come into the building that, you know, have gone through detox and gone through some really painful, tedious, lengthy withdrawals. And it's helped them kind of balance, you know, the shift within their body when they start to come off of these drugs. And it's helped a ton of people because of that. Mm. So I'm curious to see just how that's going to play into into my into my world, too. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Interesting. So thank you, Kate. I'm glad you, you were available. Uh, the apop- of course. The apothecarium is in uh, Plymouth Road, uh, or in Plymouth, meaning at 420 Plymouth Road. Makes it pretty easy. All right. Thanks, Kate. We appreciate it. Of course, guys. Have a great day. All right. You too. All right. So, Zeta Ada Pie sister right there. (laughs) Uh, There was a ranking. So, there's there's four new states uh, that have approved recreational marijuana. Yeah. And it's Bro pretty Bible. Wild. I'm sorry? It's pretty wild. Bro that... Bible has ranked the weed quality from these new weed states. So we've got the details here for you now. Proceed, you yes. Right. So we'll start. I'm, I'm going to save New Jersey for last. I'm going to save this one for last. So Montana this is what they had to say about that. Uh, might be the most beautiful place on earth. Problem is, it's a little too spread out. California's weed is so good because the nerds in Humboldt County get their bushels down to the Stanford entrepreneurs in a few hours. Those guys for whom jeans and a t-shirt is business casual attire send the weed through some machine that blesses the herb with and then loads it into mason jars, slap a sticker on it, and then you sell it for buku money. Uh, so while the quality of Montana's greenest grass surely starts at the top, they lack distribution, branding, and science to get it from farm to bowl in its best form. So the the scale that they uh, they judge this on is called nugs. So it's four out of five nugs from Montana. South Dakota says nobody seems to know anything about this place, where it is, what they eat, if they play hockey or not. In 2019, studies showed that South Dakota was the number one most forgotten state among people playing that game, meaning hockey. Uh, still... Mount Rushmore has become synonymous with listing the best things in a category. Also, uh, they seem to have lots of space. But it appears from a quick Google image search that most of the state is covered in rocks. And even the most uh, Fritoed out pothead will tell you you can't grow good weed on rocks. So it gets two out of five nugs. Arizona uh, says that uh, nothing grows in Arizona in this. Uh, This is a state where when you're crawling through the desert with your lips chapped to hell, not a drop of pee in your bladder to drink, you have to know to crack open a cactus and drink its juices. Does that sound like a garden ripe for growing crystally furry buds? Not in your life. That sounds more like the sort of garden you might grow in prison. Just a four by four sandbox with a few scrawny potatoes and a sprig of brittle rosemary to keep you from giving up hope. Uh, so it only gives one out of five for the weed in Arizona. Now, New Jersey, this is, says uh, wealth, horseback riding, Bruce, corn, four completely separate ingredients that all combined for ideal weed cultivation. Also, its proximity to New York City and the likelihood that NYC residents will cross the Hudson on the path train to buy their weed in Hoboken means that they'll be held to a high standard. After all, Manhattanites are a picky lot. Uh, They send food back at restaurants like it's an opposing team's home run ball at Wrigley. As soon as New York City uh, decides to start selling their own weed, Jersey's quality may crumble or it may improve. Uh, Might uh, It says, might take the strain off their growers. Either way, this uh, reviewer said, I have high hopes in New Jersey uh, for that New Jersey high. Five out of five for New Jersey. Okay. I don't don't understand the the rating. It just... um, 
I, I don't. Is it in general the perception of what each of the uh, the areas will yield? This is so. This is all speculation because these are brand new. Like grow ability, well, agricultural, and cultural. So okay. yeah, yeah, and also the state. Yeah. garden state. It is a garden state, mm-hmm. and also the point that he's. It's Francis Ellis, by the way, who we had in the studio here. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he who wrote the article, and and he's saying that because of the demanding nature of people who are probably accustomed to quality, uh, it'll hold it to a higher standard. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, those states were added to. Uh, the 11 that were already uh, legalized recre or that have legalized recreational pot: uh, Alaska, California, Colorado, Illinois, Maine. I didn't know Maine had m- recreational marijuana. Yeah. Uh, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, Oregon, uh, Vermont, and Washington State. So, with this comes the plethora of issues that we discussed before, which is traveling between states yeah flying between states yeah what what happens there because yeah. yeah. right now there are such things in existence like storage and lockers at airports yeah. for you to leave your stuff there fly away come back and get it and mm-hmm. it's it's only going to compound the more that enter the fray well when colorado first legalized recreational i remember being going through denver and at the airport they had uh, they had a little Dispose your weed here box yeah. in case you... Where do you think that went? <laughs> yeah, right? Where you. do you think the TSA is particularly happy? When uh, when you had it with you, if you forgot, you know, you can't travel with this, right. you could just dump it in there and, and it would be tossed away. For it's good. right next to Pierre's hair care That's product. what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, my God. So. It's funny because, like, uh, for a stretch... There would be cops waiting on the border in Nebraska for driving for people leaving Colorado, right? Because they were it was an easy target and they could bust people for crossing the border. I think that that has kind of relaxed some too um, as legalization has, has become more prevalent across the country. But you know, it, it, it's funny that these imaginary lines uh, that we've drawn over the years. Um, yeah. You're allowed to smoke it in one place, and then you walk 20 feet, and you're not allowed to smoke it out so elsewhere. So I, I have a question for you, Nick, because you have spent uh, a, a decent amount of time in Colorado. Listen, down the shore, I, I smell weed all the time down yeah. the shore. I'm riding my bike up and down the Jersey uh, coast, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I smell it all the time, and uh, but I don't see people smoking it. Mm. You know, people. It, it's just a, it's a very pungent odor. Um, in Colorado are is it you know just is it the wild west people, yeah. yeah are people just smoking th- jays out on the street and I think it's just become more common in places like that yes you you notice it um and you uh, can notice it outside I, I went I spent some time in Boulder uh there are shops wherever you would like to find them are when you I, allowed to smoke it outside yeah but it's, I think it's also there's a courtesy attached to it too it's like you're not going to want to smoke a cigarette right in front of somebody and I don't right. think you want to smoke a joint right next to somebody either I think you're aware of your surroundings um when when I broke my ankle last year. Uh, we left the emergency room and like 50 yards away, there was a dispensary. So if, if you're looking for legalized marijuana in places like Colorado, you can find it relatively quickly and easily. So indoor smoking is pretty much banned everywhere except for some places like right. casinos and things like that. What about, do they have places that you can smoke weed inside? I don't that think so. Yeah. yeah. Like, a, like a cigar lounge almost? Right, 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 right. right. A weed lounge? Yeah. I huh. would have, can, you, can you smoke inside dispensaries? Not, out there, not really. So, so let me ask you: Have we reached a point out there where people in a in an office building? I'm going to go out for right, yeah, uh, for a weed break. Uh, I, I mean, because it would be it would be similar to I'm going out for yeah, a, a shot. Beer. Yeah, yeah, a beer. Yeah. Most yeah. of the the 
my evidence is anecdotal. So so take it with a grain of salt. But um, I think people are just as respectful with with marijuana that they would be with alcohol or with cigarettes. You're not going to go on your lunch break. You shouldn't go on your lunch break and do a whole bunch of shots, right? You shouldn't take a cigarette you would break. Think, yeah. It, but but people are if it's if it's going to affect your ability to work, if it's going to affect uh, the people around you, I think most of the time people are considerate. By the way, and if it is legal recreational in your state, your employer can still tell you that you can't. Yeah. Yes, and also there are federal it, right? laws that conflict with state laws, right. so people are aware of those. And I mean, look at the NFL, for instance. I mean, the NFL has teams in, in, in uh, states that uh, it's recreational, California, uh, Denver, but the NFL as a company says... Uh, right. Our employees are not allowed to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And they do it anyway, but... But they shouldn't because yeah. their bosses say that they can't. So you know there there are there are repercussions when it comes to legalization and and to to what extent you're allowed to partake. Yeah. All right. Well, the vote went through for New Jersey. It's not legal yet, so hang in there for when that does happen. But things are going to be changing. They are going to be changing. We need to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. There are bizarre file stories to tell you about. We'll get to those. Comedian Godfrey is going to be on. He's going to be performing at Punchline tonight, Friday and Saturday. So we'll talk to him. In the 9 o'clock hour. And don't forget, tomorrow we have the battle of the self-proclaimed experts, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As our two contestants, our experts, go head-to-head. We'll see who is victorious tomorrow morning. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Why do you ask? ACDC. Royal Blood. Deftones. New music, more of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. We have a new Daily Rush video for you to check out, and it is titled Captain Seaward. <laughs> this is from yesterday. Uh, the description says, when kids mispronounce words, it's cute. When Preston does it, we have to hit the dump button. <laughs> you can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, and it is brought to you by Punchline Philly Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. That's where, by the way, Godfrey's going to be performing. And he will be joining us in a little while. Uh, we're going to do Bizarre File Story, so let's go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. This morning brought to you by Cinch Propane Home Delivery Service. Makes life so much easier. Never leave your house for propane ever again. Visit cinch.com. That's spelled cinch, C-Y-N-C-H dot com. Uh, We're going to start with this story. I almost put this in the entertainment report, but moved it to here. Tens of thousands of unsuspecting people fall victim to romance scams every year. Investigators say people searching for romantic relationships are scammed when a criminal creates a fake online identity to gain their affection and trust. And a woman in San Antonio is part of a growing number. Uh, According to this grandmother, she said, he tells me he loves me and I tell him I love him back. And now they're protecting the identity of this 72-year-old woman who says she communicates daily with Jason Momoa. All right. Aquaman. Yeah. Jason Momoa is her boyfriend. Yes. Uh, Talking for hours on the phone, exchanging text messages with heart emojis, even video chats. She said, I see him. I see his whole body and everything. Yep. Uh, Whoever she's talking to made contact with her on Facebook before requesting that they move their romance to a more private social media app. And that's where she says he arranged to send her money via wire transfer. Bank records show a $30,000 deposit into her account Uh the first time and a week later a $50,000 account. 
all of which she then transferred to another account at her online lover's request. Uh, She doesn't think that she's doing anything wrong, her son said. Worried that his mother uh, could face criminal charges, her son reached out for help because he's not been able to convince his mother, who has no cognitive impairment, uh, that she's being conned. Uh, He said, of course, he's telling her everything she wants to hear. She probably hasn't heard it in years, and of course, he's a celebrity. He's Aquaman, as you said. And the senior said, in my heart, I believe it's him. Of course. Uh, She says the Hollywood actor told her that he's going through a divorce and he needed to create a stash of money that would not be included in any kind of divorce settlement. God, I hope Lisa Bonet doesn't find out about this. Instead, telling her the money uh, would be used to buy the two of them a house to start a new life together. She said he promised me a future and that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, Sheriff uh, Javier Salazar said she's being scammed and used. Uh, Salazar and his team of deputies were approached first by the woman's family. Uh, He says that it's a matter of time before the money trail leads uh, federal investigators to her front door. He said at some point, somebody's going to know that $50,000, $80,000 is gone from here, and where did it go? It sounds like she's being used to launder money. That's what I was thinking, too, Steve. I don't know how they can send her money, and then she moves it on. So... Uh, we're going to have to wait and see exactly what this is. But I've got to believe Jason Momoa is going to hear about this because he seems like a pretty awesome dude and maybe get in touch with this woman and say... In a bizarre way, it could just play out that this thing will bring them together and he will legitimately fall in love with her. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, Maybe. Yeah. Stranger things Absolutely. Uh, so I want to see a follow-up on that in the near future. Uh, here's a story about a 15-year-old was taken into custody Sunday in Florida after crashing an SUV into a swimming pool at home. The sheriff's office said the crash happened shortly after 1 a.m. Sunday. The 15-year-old driver, who, of course, does not have a driver's license, tried to get away on foot as well. And this is like the whole truck went into the pool, or the SUV did. Uh, but a deputy and canine caught up with him and arrested him. Deputy said the SUV had two teenage passengers inside as well. Fortunately, no one was injured in the incident. I kind of would like to see that. I, I would, too. Oh, here is a picture of it. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That looks... Uh, it's an indoor pool. It's, it's in Florida sometimes. They have they, them there constantly, yeah. Yeah, they have these uh, like uh, glass in, enclosures that they're in, and somehow or another they went into that one. <laughs> uh, Larry Turner recorded video of someone shooting into a Detroit home on Sunday morning. He said, I wasn't prepared for what I saw. The video shows a young man unloading a handgun into a home. At least 16 shots were fired. Turner said, and this is interesting, that he heard people yelling during a domestic dispute that Detroit police had been called and were on their way. Then he pressed record on his phone. Turner says it all started because someone called someone else's baby ugly. (laughs) And that led for this guy to take To discharge a firearm. And fire 16 shots into it. Wow. Yeah. So is the baby ugly? I'm wondering that too, Steve. Maybe <laughs> the baby really is ugly. Maybe the cops are going to go, like, oh. and this guy, you know, it hurt his feelings pretty bad. The video shows a woman at the home arguing with a couple outside. Then the man and the woman rush into the home. The man runs out, goes into his car, grabs a gun, and a man nearby urged the man not to start shooting. There were about There was a six or seven month old baby inside the car uh, the man started shooting away. Nobody was injured, thank That's God. That's miraculous. Yeah, from that, but the guy went a little bit over the top. Uh, take your ugly baby and go home, sir. Providence police have confirmed that a man is being held in connection with the Purge of Providence Facebook post. 
that had hinted at violence in the city over ha- Halloween weekend. So, like a purge, right? This guy wanted to have take place. Police uh, would not say what led to Jonah Pierre, uh, Pierre's arrest, but acknowledge that he is currently in custody and an investigation is ongoing. Uh, Pierre had posted the flyer, which has since been widely circulated in the state, to his Facebook page on October 2nd, writing above it, I have uh, have a meetup location. I will drop it when it is uh, closer to the date. <laughs> My guess is he would have probably been one of maybe a handful of purgers who showed up. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the flyer states not a peaceful protest and led to speculation that a weekend of violence was being planned in the city. Uh, despite the widespread attention the flyer received in the press and speculation of its intentions on social media, the post was shared only once from Pierre's account and received just three likes over the whole thing. Nobody so, was at my purge. Nobody, nobody <laughs> was, Come up, on, man. was up for the purge. You pussies. All right, and we'll wrap it up there. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you for now. Let's take a break and come back in just a moment. Stay with us, friend. We'll return shortly. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Are you in love? Ready to get engaged? We'll visit Steven Singer Jewelers, the diamond experts. I hate Steven Singer.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I just want to point this out. Not a lot of people can perform injured like that, like Kathy Romano just did. <laughs> Dude, and you. No. I wish I'd seen it. I, I you was, didn't see it? No, I heard it. it was I happened to be coming in the studio door. I had gone out in the hallway here. I happened to be coming in the studio door. I opened the door. At the moment, Kathy falls out of her chair. And we're sitting on, like, like high-top chairs. They're up higher because of where the studio, uh, you know, the desk in front of her is. And she's completely... How did that happen? So Nick was showing me something. I on pulled his up. I pulled computer. up a picture. Alicia Vitarelli tweeted out a funny photo, and I, I. So I wanted to show Kathy this funny photo, and my computer is four feet away from Kathy's computer. So and she, normally she's on I would. Chair. Yeah, I would slide. We've we've. Uh... Wheels on these, so I right. could slide over. So, but my chair <laughs> didn't did slide with me. So I was started to fall, and I was like, "Is the chair falling, or is it sliding, or what's happening here?" And it was sort of like a slow motion. And I was like, "No, I'm falling." And I'm like, "I could like go over in my head," and I'm like, "No, this is happening. You're falling. <laughs> it's slowly, but you're falling. <laughs> like it wasn't a hard fall." And then everything just went. Over. So my headphones broke uh, a few weeks ago, and I have like these uh, for the time being headphones, and they don't have the curly phone cord. It's just a straight cord. So I think the cord got stuck in one of the wheels. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so so I didn't roll with it. I know what you're talking about. (laughs) It's funny because I saw you go down, and I could see you were smiling, and I just hear Casey go, Is she okay? Is she all right? And then Steve came walking in, and you just saw the aftermath. I saw, she out basically looked like 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 the baby in the manger. 
with our... <laughs> I know. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah. you were all very concerned. Steve was like, I, I can help you up. Like, But I laughed the whole way. It wasn't, you know what's I funny? As I'm, as I'm thinking about um, I can help you up, I'm like... Well, uh, it's can COVID. We? Can we can touch I each other? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. And of course, uh, you know, Nick Murphy's not here. We're not rolling footage. I know. Oh, oh, even up top here? It's immediately when no. I thought, I'm like, please, oh, damn it. Damn it. Nothing. let me. I'm going to hook up some security cameras in here so that we can catch all of that. <laughs> By the way, if you don't mind, I want to do something. This is uh, kind of off the, uh, uh, I'm going off the, off the board here. I need someone named Gary to call in. All right, 215-263-WMMR. If your name is Gary, you're not going to win anything or anything like that. I just want to try something out. Hey, if you're Gary Lauer, that'd be even better. But yeah. uh, but we just need somebody named Gary to call in, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> I had a stuffed um, cow pig uh, named Gary all through college, and people would try and steal him from time to time. Okay. I ended up giving him away. What's the- a cow pig? Uh, so it was uh, it, like it's a stuffed animal that I won at like a carnival. Okay. Um, uh, it looks like a cow, <laughs> but it's kind of like shaped like a pig. It's kind of got like a pig nose and it's round. And um, if you huh. were to it, if you were to paint it pink, if it were colored pink, you would think it was a pig, but it was a cow. Okay. And so his name is Gary. And somebody stole it. Well, people stole it all the time. You know how he talked about yeah crying easily earlier. Yeah, that brought a tear to my I thought you were going to talk about how sometimes people would uh, bring their childhood blankets or whatever to college, and it would become this thing that people, right. it, it was. Uh, it became this object that cow uh, pig. I would have to hide it when we had parties and stuff because people thought it was funny to steal my cow. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're ready to go here. Okay, cool. Uh, I have somebody named Gary on the line, so let me let me okay. go to him. Uh, hey, Gary. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? That's it. That's all Thank I wanted. You, you wanted to play the new draw. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Oh, Gary. <laughs> That's great. So all right. Thank you, Thanks, Gary. Gary. Appreciate it. Thank Gary. you to all the Garys that are calling. Oh, Gary. Hang on. Wait. Let me go. To give us, give, us, give it to them all. Hi. Uh, hi. Is this Gary? Yes, this is Gary. Oh, Gary. <laughs> yeah, I love that. All right. All right there you go. Gary. Do you know what movie that's from? Okay, right. I would think somebody named Gary would know where oh. you know this would would come from. Oh, Gary! <laughs> well, how about the first Gary that calls wins a prize? What? I mean, Wait, first Gary? Gary that calls that knows what movie that's yeah. from. Yeah. Okay. Not the first Gary. Uh, Casey, that calls. I don't yeah. know why, but I, yesterday it was just one of those moments from the show. We haven't even done it on the show yet, but I was I was sitting on the toilet. I'm doing my business. And then this popped in my head. Oh, Gary! <laughs> it just started cracking up for no reason. It's so good. It's so even out of context. Oh. Context is great. All right, I, so see, see if someone has the answer. We've got we've got loads of of names uh, name drops from movies, and I want to add uh, to yeah, more yeah, of those. Yeah. So, so if you know really good ones where I clearly someone said because you know you'll hear ones like this Andy! all the time yeah. or. Right, Yolanda. Uh, so we have those ready to go at any point oh, in time. Oh, you know what? So what? This. Andy. And this. Francis. Are from the same movie. Yes, they are. They are? They are. Wait, I thought Andy. Francis. I thought Andy uh, played Andy. that. Andy. I thought that was from uh, Toy, Toy Story. Toy Story. No, this is from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. When, uh, when Simone's boyfriend shows up, when they were, he's, tell me about your big butt, Simone. And then Andy shows up when they're walking out of the dinosaur, and she goes, Andy. And then he goes, Andy. <laughs> no kidding. I thought that was Tom so Hanks. I. No. 
talking about Andy, who mm. you know is the the kid in Toy Story. I knew it was toy- I knew it was uh, Pee Wee just because I asked Casey one time. Mm. Can you play the Dave clip? Oh yes, and the where is that one at? That is right here. Dave. <laughs> Anybody know what that's from? That no. is from Monsters vs. Aliens? Nope. Or... Penguins of Madagascar? That's it. Penguins of Madagascar? Yeah, it's uh, the giant octopus evil guy. Uh, I believe it's John Malkovich. Okay. Casey, by the way, did you ask for someone named Gary to win the Gary Prize? Yes. Okay. Specifically, one Gary has to know what Gary is from. All right, let me go to... Uh, hi, Gary, you're on the air. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Gary. Is that all right? My middle name is Gary? No, doesn't count. Sorry, bro. Oh, okay. Wow. So, he's being really arch. Sorry about that, dude. Um, he's the only one with the. And sorry, Ro- middle name. Oh, Gary! And Rob. <laughs> Rob can't answer because his name isn't Gary. So let me go to. Uh, all right. I have, hey, uh, Gary, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. What's up? Oh, Gary! <laughs> all right, Gary. What movie is that from? Weird time. He's right. All right, uh, Case, what are we going to give Gary? Well, in honor of weird science, we're going to give you a digital download of The King of Staten Island. Oh, yeah. very good. Uh, hang on a second, Gary. We'll get that your information. Gary was um, Anthony Michael Hall's character's name in that movie. And his parents, uh, when Lisa comes over to the house, she starts to tell him, uh, the parents, how his only sexual outlet is to go into the bathroom and, right. and pleasure himself. Right. And, oh, and right. mom, He's dying. mom is not happy about the fact that he goes in. Oh, Gary! And I think the next line she says is, you told me you were combing your hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gary! <laughs> It is so dumb, but some things will get stuck, and uh, wow. Oh, Nick, I'm glad. This ties into it unintentionally. I had no idea. Kathy had actually showed me this the other day. Ginger Z, who does the weather on uh, Good Morning America. We love her, yeah. For Halloween, she and her husband and two sons dressed up. They did a uh, weird science theme. Steve, have you seen it? I have not, but I'm going to look at it right you, now. Number it's one. On Instagram. Number Oof. one, she is dressed as Lisa. Oh, my God. When Lisa first comes out of the of the, the bathroom wearing the, the half shirt, half top shirt and just panties. Mm. Really? Uh, Ginger Z is, I've always had a thing for her. She looks outstanding in this. Her two sons are on the laptop and they're both wearing <laughs> bras on their heads. And her husband is dressed as a giant piece of poop, and I didn't put the poop together. Yeah. Oh, it's it's Chet after yeah. he's transformed after he's transformed into a giant turd. And I'm like, that okay, that's clever, that's really good. But take a look at Ginger in that Whoa. picture. She looks she looks <laughs> fantastic. So uh, it all ties back in with. Um, oh, Gary! <laughs> well, to- Gary. Talking about Toy Story, I sent you guys over the um, the faux trailer. We believe it's a faux trailer. Yes. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, you want to explain what it is because it's uh, it's it's from the um, Toy Story one. Yeah, the original uh, movie. The next door neighbor is this kid named Sid, and he's the one that rips apart toys and and, yeah. and puts them together and kind of makes these bizarre creatures. Yeah, creatures. And so it's a it's a live action sequel that's the story of Sid. And it's really, really well done. Sid grown really up well a la yeah. Joker. Yeah. So it's yes. done that way. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, kind of a la, like, the beginning of uh, Sixth Sense, 
right? Because you see Donnie Wahlberg's character is basically like what Haley Joel Osment's character would have been like all grown up, having to go through his life seeing ghosts all the time. Right. Yeah. I guess so. But yeah, it, it haunts him <laughs> that the toys came to life and has sent him down a horrible path in life. For his whole life. Yeah. And, and then so like his girlfriend finds a picture of him as a kid, but it's his animated self as a kid. Like, what is this? It's, a, look- it's a little movie unto itself. Yeah. I had no idea where it was going. And then when that twist was revealed and it's creepy they do a really good job with it yeah yeah exactly it's uh let me see how long is i think that? we have audio of it it's like three minutes long yeah mm, yes i gotta have the whole thing. thing or is it part of it just a part okay cool uh, uh you gotta give me a second here there it is got right. it this is a little bit of that my name is sid i've been sober for two months now the toys see everything the toys see everything He's rocking back and forth on the bed saying, the toys see everything. The toys see everything. everything. We toys can see everything. Now, don't worry, Sid. It's just a toy. No, 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 no! If I could find a way to be truly alone, then I would finally make it all stop. It's really well done. You got a friend in me in the background. Yeah. If the, you could, if you add a little reverb to something and put it way in the background, even though it's a pleasant sounding thing, <laughs> uh-huh. it can sound demented. Well, they use it in, in Nightmare on Elm Street when the kids are doing the, uh, the right. jump rope song. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was also thinking of um, uh, Ultron with the um, oh uh, the, the Pinocchio no song. Strings. Oh. Yeah, yep, exactly. Uh, well, here's something that'll make you sing. Today is National Donut Day. Yeah. Um, by the way, and I sent when I sent this over to you. Doesn't this seem like it's the 50th donut day we've had this I year? Like, did we already have it? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I, how? <laughs> yes. So here's Come the right? story. Yes. There are two observed. There are two days what? observed as, from donut lovers. Uh, the first Friday in June is the other day. Because, yeah. yeah, remember remember Duncan had yeah. Uh, yeah. a special for You would for think donut that day. they would kind of have license to determine what day is donut day. So it says National Donut Day on November 5th is one of two observed by donut lovers across the nation. The first Friday in June is the other donut day and uh, is the other day donuts steal the bakery case spotlight ready to tease their way into a bakery box home. So uh, history disputes the origin of the donut, by the way. One theory suggests uh, Dutch settlers brought donuts to North America, much like they brought other traditional American desserts. Uh, they received credit for such desserts as apple pie, cream pie, and cobbler as well, which is why you get such great treats out in Lancaster. Out yeah. there, yeah. great cobbler. Yep. Uh, donuts come in many shapes. Was the original donut round, though? That's the question. Uh, well, I do have a hot take here, and uh, don't at me on this one, but uh, the glazed donut is, LOL. The, is the undisputed <laughs> donut champion of the universe, I think. I agree. Yeah. I, I, when, it, when it comes down to it, if I'm going to grab something, just a, the plain old glazed donut yeah. is kind of my go-to. I would imagine it's probably the most popular one. It would have know. to be. Yeah. My my favorite is the chocolate glazed donut. Oh, that's mm. good too, man. Which is cakier. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I do like it. Hey, what's the um? Because it's uh, it's not a donut, but it's. I mean, it's got all it's the trappings donut? of a donut. No, no, it's it's basically in the uh, the shape of an eight. You know, oh, like a crawler. Oh yeah, I remember a twist? those. Yeah, it's like a, a twist, t- a twist or whatever. Is it not a crawler? Am I wrong? No, it's not a crawler. Crawlers no. look like uh, uh, monster truck tires. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The French crawlers. They I do. Like the, I do like <laughs> yeah, the twist. I know what you mean. Yeah. Twists are good for, for dunking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, uh, quick question. So, okay. the was the, I believe the original donut was square. Wasn't okay, so it? No. I'll, I'll read a little further. It says one theory suggests. Uh, no, it says here uh, um, was the original donut round. If so, American Hanson Gregory laid claim to inventing the ring-shaped donut in 1847. He was on board a lime trading ship. Only 16 at the time. Gregory claims he punched a hole in the center of dough with the ship's tin pepper box. Uh, later, he taught the technique to his mother. I tried to put the hole in that, Gary. Uh, traveling, <laughs> traveling the further. Ew, Gary! <laughs> traveling, <laughs> <laughs> traveling further back in time, we look at an English cookbook. According to anthropologist Paul Mullins, an 1803 volume included donuts in the appendix of American recipes. However, the earliest recorded usage of the term donut is found in a short story in a Boston Times article about fire cakes as donuts. Fire cakes? <laughs> published in 1808. I was confused, actually. There is a, there's a company that makes square bagels. No, but there's a company that makes square donuts around here They're as called well. Squaggles, I think, is what they call them. Okay. I and wouldn't it, be opposed to that. No, and it's actually for sandwich use. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think, is it Manhattan Bagel that does that? I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Squaggles. Uh, Okay. <laughs> no, but, but there that, is. You're still suffering from your head injury, Kathy. <laughs> By the way, there's like screws on the floor behind me. So oh, I no. A whole bunch of change down there. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that come from? Steve, I I swear I have seen in this area square square, donuts. square glazed donuts. Okay, so it's got to be something. Yeah, yeah I want to say I have two case. They, might, they I, might be supermarket donuts. I'm not sure. Maybe. I, yeah, I couldn't pinpoint it. Whatever it was, it wasn't enough to. Listen, you got to have the taste too. Just doing the square thing is is a bit um, novelty. Yeah, yeah. but it's got to have to make it special. It's got to taste awesome. Um, so. Did you like the cronuts? Yeah, I I thought they were a little overrated. I thought they were good. People but, are going crazy. They're, but they're I, okay. I, didn't, I bet I didn't go. Wow, this has really changed it up. Oh you know? boy! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Lee Doggy. I'm uh, Steve. Talked to you about. Um, Fritters a couple of weeks ago. Yes. I can't we, bring uh, them to you because Britain's is closed for the season. So you're going to have to wait until the spring. Steve, can you come outside? <laughs> I'd like to talk to you about fritters. Talk Apple. to your kids about fritters. fritters. <laughs> I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> so many children have no idea about fritters. <laughs> that time has come. Fritters uh, are a delightful, tasty <laughs> treat. But many children go to bed without fritters. <laughs> Hands Across Fritters is a new cooperative. Hands Across Fritters. It only actually requires half of a hand. <laughs> it's a chain of people holding, an, instead of holding hands, they, they hold, each yeah. hold a fritter uh, In these COVID times, collectively. It's much safer. Uh, all right, here, somebody wants to point out uh, Square Donuts. I'm going to go to Julie. Hi, Julie, good morning. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, what's up, Julie? Nothing. I wanted to tell you about the square donuts. So I know them as Vashnas, and it's Vashna Day, which is on a, a Fat Tuesday, right before Lent. And there's a bakery in Mayfair called Hegley's that makes them only on that day because it's uh, called Vashna Day. Yeah, so- we've had them in the studio because Jack Etts Bakery near me in Broomall, they make them on Fat Tuesday. Uh, and okay, they, so- and they brought them to us uh, a couple of years ago. So it's tied to yeah. Fat Tuesday, Julie? Yeah, tied to Fat Tuesday, and I think they're like a German bakery, so German and Dutch, maybe it's kind of close to that one. It's a yeah. P- like PA Dutch, yeah, Fast Knox. Do they, have, right. do they have a hole in them? No, no. Mm-mm, they're then that ain't a square donut. That's something <laughs> no, else. That's a Fosnock. That's a Fosnock. Fosnock. Shazbot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. 
Uh, well, this is weird. This is a story involving donuts and David Lee Roth. Of course. <laughs> okay. I'll go to Rob. Hi, Rob. Hey, Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, Rob. What's this hey, David Lee Roth donut story? Well, back uh, it's back before the uh, Van Halen reunion, uh, I was working for David Lee Roth when he was doing casinos and things like that. And uh, you know the M&M story, why that's on the rider, you know. Uh, yeah, just, no brown M&Ms. Van Halen right. was famously was had that on the rider. Right, it's insured to promoters read the rider. Well, in the dressing room on Dave's shows, it was always a single glazed donut to go. Oh, uh, that's from the the video, uh, California Girls. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. I'll take I'll take a bottle of anything and a glazed donut to go. So every day there'd be you know the deli tray, the spread, and then there'd be one donut on a plate or just ornately decorated. Huh. Just there, and that was uh, the way that they showed it. He paid attention to the writer. Yep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so he would. Uh... <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Uh, yeah, so that's how they would make sure that they, their demands were being met in their rider. They would they would put something funky in there. To make sure it was red. That it was red, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, nice story, Rob. Thanks, man. Take care. Appreciate it. All right, hold on. Uh, Justin, Square Bagels. All right, Justin, you're on the air. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. Uh, hey, uh, the place that sells the Square Bagels is uh, Cozy. That's right. Yeah. Cozy. Cozy. Oh, yes. yeah. They used to be all over the place. There was one on Lancaster in... Uh, Bryn Mawr, I believe. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, they they're actually pretty good, and now they're no longer there. It's Thanks, just an Justin. empty building. Yeah, uh-huh. it don't, don't matter what uh, shape bagels are in. Uh, idea is pretty the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, all right. Thanks. That's some bad news. What the squiggles have been discontinued by Cozy. Oh, really? As, yeah. as, where no are the squiggles. Cozies now? I, I, well, that's a good question too. Yeah. Maybe Cozy has been discontinued. Is there anything else since we're we're on this discussion quickly uh, that that they will sometimes do in a different shape? That is out of ordinary, you know, I mean, like for food, because there are some things that have distinct shapes. Well, the um, White Castle burgers yeah, are, are square. Uh, well, so are Wendy's, or Tur- they used to be, at least. Well, the patties are square. Yeah. But but at uh, at White Castle, the bun's square, the, yeah. the burger's square, yeah, everything right. has that square shape. And, and burgers prior to that have always been round. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about when they, when they incorporate, the, the, the big thing is the shape change. How about this? How about the... How about the? It doesn't change the taste at all. It's just a different presentation. Right. How about the taco shells that have the flat bottom on them? I like those. You ever seen those? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they're just good basically because they don't fall over. Yes, and that's it's a more practical thing. How about the uh, uh, Tostitos that are the little scoop ones? I love scoop scoopable. Yes. What do okay. they call them? Scoopables. Yeah, and also, oh, they, they're so good. They have scoopable um, corn chips as well, and mubbable scoopables. And mubbable scoopables <laughs> as well. So, uh, um, yeah, I, the, for me, that is a that's that's genius because the scoop process. It's a little, it's a little spoon. Yeah. When getting a pretzel, a soft pretzel, do you prefer the classic Philly style soft pretzel, or would you have the more traditional, like uh, um, Annie Ann's, like with a, the, you know, oh, the, the face or whatever that? To be honest, I like the traditional is. face. I will. I have no problem with the, the with the Philly pretzel. I, I, it's, it's absolutely fine. But I there's something about the old style looped. Yeah. Pretzel shape that I love. I know that the it the, doesn't taste anything. The, the Philly pretzel is obviously a it's it's a classic. Yeah, and it's it's a go to. I I, uh, I I I will eat them and I think they're good. But it's just they they, they just kind of service mm. things for me. I don't like really go. Wow, man! I can't wait to have this. You do know you what prefer, I mean? Do you prefer like Auntie M's pretzels that Annie way? Uh, Auntie M's. 
Uh, do they make them that way there? Yes, no. they do. Don't yes. No, no, yeah. no, no. no. Uh, like this, the yeah. Because I love no. Philly. I love Philly Pretzel Factory because mm-hmm. theirs are usually warm and and the know. nuggets. Mm. You get them, if you get the little yeah, nuggets, they're the awesome. Nuggets. You don't yeah, like them? Man. I really? love them. No, yeah, I love them. Okay. I no, love I don't, the nuggets. I don't, that <laughs> actually Philly Pretzel Company. That 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 the the nuggets to yeah. me are the perfect way to eat them. Yeah, I. Uh, the only reason I disagree is because I like the knot in the middle. And if you have nuggets, then you eliminate the knot. You yes. love to lick the knots. I love the knots. I love the knot in the middle, too. However, <laughs> with the traditional um, like uh, pretzel style, you do get the nipples on the end. So you can break <laughs> off those nipples. Nipples aren't as good as knots. I think uh, I you're do like right. the nipples, too. <laughs> I agree with you, but at least there is an alternative. And uh, so the nipples can be the uh, alternative to the knot. Do you save the knot for last? Always. Okay. Do you oh, rim oh, the dude. knot? Yeah. I, no, 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 no. I don't. Uh, but I make sure that uh, I, I take all the salt off the knot. And then, uh, do you really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I feel like uh, I, I try to take all the salt off the pretzel. I feel like the salt already being on the pretzel salts it just enough. I don't like huge salt granules. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you, so you'll take. I clap, the, I clap it together like I'm clapping erasers at the end of the school day. Seriously? Yes. Yeah. Wow. A very strange man here. <laughs> He's smacking them. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Uh, I have had ones that are a little too salty, yes, and I'll, but I'll do a little brush maneuver and right. get some of those off So, of there. Preston and Steve, <laughs> you guys did not grow up in this area. Right. Kathy, Nick, uh, myself, we all did. And, and, and Kath, I don't, and Emerus as well. She's uh, on the mic. Yep. Um, so, we would have two recesses a day, one small recess in the morning, and you would get a pretzel with that recess. Uh, Nick, oh, Kathy, nice. did you guys get a pretzel with that recess? They were super know. pretzels. Yeah. Yep. And oh. so it was 15 You had to pay for it. It was 15 yeah. cents. But so the, the pretzel, hell? the soft pretzel is ingrained in us. It's, it, you know, it's part it of our is, DNA. It's part of our DNA. I agree. No DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I don't now. Listen, you, you guys know my memory, either? but yeah. I don't remember pretzels at all. Also, ice cream uh, we never got a, a little mini snack in the morning. Yeah. We, we had to wait till lunch, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. then they uh, they beat us with garden hoses. Yeah, so um, Nick, we would either get uh, the ice cream sandwiches or the chocolate eclair or strawberry shortcakes at lunch. Again, you had to buy these. Yeah, As, but you had you had a little snack break. Uh, well, yeah, that the pretzel snack break was the was the. It was a rarely, really like short recess. It was morning recess. Morning recess. Probably like yeah. nine or ten o'clock in the morning. Lunch what grade? is probably around noon. All through school. Through high school? No, 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 no. Grade school. So from kindergarten uh, to eighth grade for us. Yeah, okay. K through yeah. six for me. So Steve Kelly, my buddy, uh, he had a very, very specific way he would eat his ice cream sandwiches. And listen, when you spend hours and hours and hours, you notice everything about everybody. Like Jesse Cauley, uh, he would always bite his sandwich and then look at and his sandwich. And then it was Jesse Cauley. As he would chew it. Who would um, look at it as he chewed it. Uh, but Steve Kelly would basically <laughs> lick all the outside of the ice cream sandwich out and then basically enclose it okay. to make it a... Oh. Do you know, a pocket? Yeah, like <laughs> an ice cream sandwich pocket. Anything, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I don't even remember if Steve remembers that, you know? We I, didn't have uh, the chocolate eclair or strawberry shortcake option. We had the oh, yeah. ice cream sandwich option. Uh, Mario Cimino's I, sandwiches were wrapped in tinfoil every day, and by the end of the week, he would have a uh, a tinfoil block village that he would... <laughs> he would uh, yeah, just weird... Does everybody yeah. know this, or were you the only one that really paid attention? None of this actually happened. <laughs> or was this fodder? <laughs> yeah, none of this actually happened. He's like the kid at the end of St. Ellsworth looking into the snow globe. Wow. Okay. Oh, my God. What are these, Marissa? Oh, Texts. Uh, for uh, different 
different types of food shapes. Oh, different, oh, different types right. of food what? Shapes. shapes. This is like shapes. six topics ago. This is before Steve <laughs> oh, Belsey okay. and me guys. <laughs> well, listen, now I, I've got this kid licking his uh, his ice cream sandwich <laughs> in, in my head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll use that as my regular Saturday night thing. Um, all right, so these are uh, uh, different shaped things. Uh, 3D, 3D Doritos food. Three, oh, okay. 3D, 3D Doritos? Yeah, I remember, they were kind of like Dorito puffs. Yeah, oh, they kind of had a consistency. Got it. Okay, yeah, I think I remember those. They had a consistency of like bugles. I uh, this says square pizza at Pika's. Uh, square, listen, I grew up eating square pizza, so that's, yeah. that's nothing new to me. And but. square pizza, traditionally, if you get a Sicilian pie, you get a square, square pizza. Yeah, but that's, that's always actually, square. Yeah. I, t- I take that back. I didn't I didn't grow up with square pizza. I grew up with round pizzas that were cut square. Uh-huh. That's, uh, the Emo's classic cut was in squares, so instead of the standard, you know, pizza pie. Right. Uh, triangle shape. Uh, curly fries. Okay, but they've been around long yeah, enough. Yeah, that's their own thing. Uh, Dippin' Dots. No, I don't like Dippin' Dots. Oh, here you go, Steve. The 7-Eleven cheeseburger hot dog. Yes. Oh, yes. God. It's, Which is... It's actually good. I it's had it. It's not bad. It's beef with, in the middle of it, it's filled with cheese. Yeah. And they put it on the hot dog roller. It's shaped like a hot dog. They'll they, give them to you in hospitals to help you recuperate. They used to sell those at uh, Reading Phillies games. They, in the minor league baseball stadium in Reading, and they would have these exact items, and they were... Fan freaking tastic! Yeah, they're not bad. Um, taco bowls, okay. Taco bowl was a bit of a revolution. Yeah. I thought the taco salad bowl. Mm-hmm. I think so. You get all the joy of a taco, but you're having it in a much more well. It's not. It's not as portable, but I. Yeah, I liked it. I liked the concept. Do you like uh, soup bread, bread bowls? Bowl. I love soup bread yeah. bowls. Oh, have you ever had soup out of a pepper? <laughs> It doesn't exist. CC and a BB. But you're working on it. I am. And the last one here, and I saw a couple of texts come up say this, Chef Boyardee's round spaghetti. What the F is that? SpaghettiOs. Round spaghetti. Well, that's Franco-American. Oh. Uh, Unless those two combined. Okay. That would make sense. And had a baby. (laughs) Oh, look at Case. Somebody beat you to the punch. Slow cooker, soup, stuffed bell peppers. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't. Gonna, I'm just an idea guy. I wasn't yeah, going to yeah. do anything with it. All right, I come on. up with ideas that people have already had. <laughs> Sam has a question for you, Casey. Hi, Sam. Good morning. Back to you, Sam. Let's see. If... I'm sorry. Yeah, your your phone lines. Damn it! It's not going to work. Yeah, he's talking about here, Bernie's pretzels at the says, bazaar. Ask Casey about pretzels at the bazaar. Yeah, that's Bernie's pretzels. Still exist. It's just on Providence Road in Alden, um, so you can still get it. And the great thing about Bernie's pretzels was the mustard. Ooh, the mustard. Okay, well, what are we supposed to know about it? Other I don't than know the mustard. But listen, uh, the bazaar is. Like... I remember that Skippy Johnson in school used to take <laughs> out his sneakers and rub them all over the pretzels. Uh, uh, let's see here. We're going to have to take a break. I didn't mean to go down this road, but uh, we will certainly do it. Uh, hang on. Michelle wants to comment on pretzels at recess. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, Casey. I wanted to back you up on your pretzels at recess. It's a definite Delco thing because we did the same thing when you, uh, in Penn School District. You guys were so lucky. <laughs> you really yeah. were. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was just a Delco thing. I mean, I, I think I, I didn't grow up in Delco and we had it as well. But, yeah, it's it's a great childhood memory for sure. We got yeah. screwed out of that. We had to go all the way and wait till lunch. Yeah, I don't remember getting snacks. Only when I was 
maybe kindergarten. kindergarten. Yeah. You'd send the red wagon, the uh, like oh, a I, I radio rem- flyer down to get pints of milk. I mean, yeah. I remember the, the yeah. milk and chocolate milk wagon that would come. Yep. That see, was it. The wagon would come to our classroom. And, and I remember like, one special kid got to go down to the cafeteria and get it. You'd be elected for the day to yeah. do that. And then the, pe- the teacher would specifically turn to the students and say, remember, you're not getting pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just remember my kindergarten teacher when we were learning the alphabet, and this is some. There are like bits of my past that I remember, <laughs> like when you get a, a major head wound, uh, right? When you get a yeah. head injury. Um, but I remember my kindergarten teacher when she was teaching us the alphabet. Each day was you know a different letter, and she would bring in our snack would be that letter. So oh. and I remember specifically for W, she brought in her waffle maker and she made waffles for all of us. Wow. What did she do for Z? I don't remember. Zucchini. I don't remember. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just remember W. Wow. What would best day ever? P <laughs> would have to be pizza, right? Mm, yeah. I hope so. Quesadillas. Q, yeah, maybe quesadillas. Yeah, but quesadillas <laughs> even really a thing back then. Hey, kids. I'm not that old, you jerk. <laughs> I'm not saying they didn't what exist. The what? Of course, quesadillas existed when, when I was Kathy in was kindergarten. In it's hard tack. <laughs> we think it was born in. We got some hard tack. Was Mexico even a country like that? Yeah. No. <laughs> now take out your your uh, goat skin pouch to drink your water. Oh my god! <laughs> Give a quesadilla to the kid who fell out of her chair. <laughs> she needs it. Now remember, I... sandwiches haven't been invented yet. Uh, anyway, it's National Donut Day, so head to Dunkin' because we run on Dunkin'. Grab yourself a donut. I, I haven't given in. Now, listen, it's the second donut day of the year, yeah. which wasn't that long ago. June wasn't that long ago, but apparently there's a second National Donut Day, and that's huh. today. So if you need an excuse to grab a donut, you just got it. I mean, they really should make Donut Day on a day that the numbers of the date actually look like donuts. Like, I would make Donut Day on August 8th, right? Because that just looks like four donuts together, 8-8. Eight, eight. Don't you think? Sure. Yeah. We'll right. go with that. We're going to go with that, guys. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. All right. All right. Or they could do the twist. It looks, it looks like an eight. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it's not a donut. <laughs> we could go on forever, we folks. Could. We could. Uh, but we're going to take a break. We're going to come back because Godfrey will be joining us. He's going to be at Punchline uh, tonight, tomorrow, on Saturday. So stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. You heard correctly. The event is a little earlier than usual. This difficult year has made it even harder for area families staring food insecurity right in its face. Which makes the Camp Out Business Challenge more important than ever. Props to Subaru of America for leading the way, challenging other area companies to get involved. It's effective team building for your staff as they rally together to help fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. For those who go the extra mile, there are prizes for the top three business challenge donations, including Preston and Steve broadcasting live from your place and for your staff. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. We were supposed to have Godfrey on, and we have not heard from him yet. Godfrey's uh, been on the show many times, so it's not like he's, you know, doing anything on purpose or anything. I no, don't no. Know what the story is. So uh, so we need to do something else in the meantime, because he was supposed to be on already. Um, I do have a number of stories that center around the world of outer space. If you would like to hear from the Space Cowboy. Uh, from I can... outer space. 
and this will give Kathy time to fall asleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you shouldn't, though. You might have a concussion. Right? You That's right. I need to stay awake. Well, I thought this was nice. Uh, just a week before the first crew took up residency on the International Space Station 20 years ago. Yes. Uh, NASA's 100th space shuttle mission landed back on Earth. And to celebrate that milestone, the Space Agency Employee Morale Organization had distributed a special Snoopy doll clad in a spacesuit that recognized uh, the peanut peanuts pooch as a symbol of excellence for the human space flight program. So two decades later, the comic strip Beagle is back at work at NASA promoting new safety, uh, crew safety on a new series of posters that commemorate it is now apparently 20 years uh, that humans have been living in the space station. It's pretty cool because uh, Peanuts and the uh, that whole world was part of the Apollo uh, Apollo 11, and they had a whole bunch of stuff that was tied to that, uh, all sorts of collectible stuff with uh, Snoopy in, a, in an astronaut's costume. Right. It was great. Right. And, uh, and uh, Woodstock. Uh, the four SFA posters, which is the Space Flight Awareness uh, Program, uh, feature illustrations of Snoopy at the International Space Station, uh, each with a different message for employees. On one, for example, Snoopy is depicted floating inside the cupola as the Earth below fills the view through the uh, module's many windows. It's kind of like this. It's the place that you go on the space station to yeah. get a look. Man, that's where I want to oh, go. That's where I go first. I put yeah. my I put my bed in there. Yeah, oh, it would just be amazing to be able to experience that. Ah <laughs> oh, man, so cool. Uh, so there, yeah. There's one in the cupola, and uh, the Earth below. Fills you call it a cupola. The view through the uh, the modules, many windows. Underneath the scene is written, "Happiness is keeping our crews safe," uh, and it says, "From launch to landing." Another of the posters shows Snoopy inside the orbital laboratory with a view looking down. The length of the station, the message to workers reads, one team, one mission, leading discovery, improving life on Earth. And then a third design has the Charles Schultz character set against a simplified backdrop with the words, for the benefit of all. And lastly, the fourth poster features a space-suited Snoopy performing a spacewalk outside of the ISS and reads, mission success is in your hands. When was the last, uh, who was the last person to board the uh, space station and when did they do so? Does it say? You know what? It does not. It mainly talks about the first time right. uh, in this particular article. Right. Well, that, the launch is happening, I think, next week because this is the launch that we're trying to coordinate to be able to speak to somebody on the space station. So they're sending up, I believe, three uh, more astronauts next week. And then camp out is the week after that, so we're trying to work out these details. I wonder uh, that you have to imagine they're performing. They, they would be it would be extensive anyway, but you would have to imagine they're going way overboard in like COVID protection. You oh, can't, yeah. You, yeah, you can't send someone up who's you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Risk I mean, they, they already at least I know in the earlier days of, of the space program, and and actually in latter as well, right. because they they would quarantine them beforehand. On the off chance that they might pick something up and then go up there and be stuck up there right. and be sick yeah. and then pass that on to other crew members. And then they would quarantine them in the original, uh, you know, Apollo programs. Actually, uh, Mercury and, and Gemini as well. They'd come back and they'd quarantine them because we didn't know what was out there. We had no, no. idea they could have picked up some kind of space virus or something. If you look in uh, space gorillas could have bitten them and they right. could have been infected. <laughs> right. uh, I, I would say uh, the scene that is really um, kind of uh, indicative of what they would go through is in the uh, First man, when uh, Neil Armstrong is in, and they're all in that sort of quarantine area and they're yeah. looking through the glass at their loved ones. By the way, Steve, I watched the first episode of the Right Stuff series 
Really, really good. It is yeah. good. Much more in depth of yeah. uh, of a story and and some of the the personal dynamics they're going to explore uh, than than the movie, which was outstanding. Of Disney course. Plus, if you're interested. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so, by the way, the station, the the International Space Station's first crew was called Expedition One, and that launched on October 31st, 2000. So, yeah, we're right about 20 years. That's amazing. A shade over 20 years, and began living on the ISS two days later. Okay, so does the International Space Station take the, the same um, uh, path every time? Do you uh, know what same, I mean? Same exact orbit path? Yeah. So, here, here's the deal. When you... If you have an app where where you follow the ISS and you look at the orbit of it and where it goes, um, it pops up all over the place. You can see it twice in one day sometimes mm-hmm. uh, in different parts of the sky. And because its orbit is not the same as where we are spinning, say, and oh, okay. we're so spinning our... here and it might be spinning this way, which means it's going to come up all over on the, uh, okay. uh, so on the horizon. Wh- all right, so we spin uh, east to west or whatever. Right, in, and in, that in might... a certain direction, and it's going. It's not going with that or against that specifically. But Nick, do they they change uh, orbit patterns? I think so because of what you were describing, because of the way that it, we are able to see it, um, and that that changes on the reg. Once you get into three dimensions and how things move in space, man, I get forget lost it right oh, yeah. away. It's, <laughs> it's unbelievable, yeah. especially when. You know, and no up or down. Yeah. So that that becomes a complicating issue. So it was NASA astronaut Bill Shepard and cosmonauts Sergei Krikalev and Yuri Gadzenko. I am big fan of Snoopy. Of uh, Russia's space agency, uh, Roscosmos, uh, spent 141 days in orbit before uh, handing off the space station to its next crew. And since then, 241 people have served on 64 expedition crews as residents aboard the complex. Is it ever empty? Is there ever I don't anyone think so. not think so, up yeah. there? I wonder if it's been I that way. I hope they for, leave the lights on then. I wonder if it's been that way for 20 years. If there is, if, is if it's never been unoccupied. I just want to say that when we got here, we did not think we would like you much, none neither. <laughs> <laughs> but if we could get along with American astronauts, then maybe there is hope for a world. I didn't know that's where they got that. Yeah. Well, uh, Snoopy has served as mascot at NASA since 1968, Steve, yeah? Uh, during the Apollo, Skylab, and Space Shuttle programs. I remember purchasing uh, collectibles. Uh, similar posters were displayed at NASA facilities across the U.S. to remind employees that the astronauts' uh, lives were their collective responsibility. Ah, Nick, have you gotten any traction with... Uh... This it's funny, Casey, and we can talk more about this off air. There's one guy that's really helpful and really eager, and then there's and another guy, dick. a little bit of a dick, and uh, so I and I've been forced to deal with the dick a little bit more frequently. Space lately. dicks are the worst, and it's just a little frustrating because the guy. There's one guy who who is from Philly, knows the show, knows the station, really wants to help make it happen. He's not the uh, the guy in charge. Uh. Um, so, uh, but be that as it may, the next launch is uh, scheduled for the 14th, and it's going to launch from Cape. Um, Cape Kennedy, which is unusual. Most of the launches have been out of uh, Russia or yeah. Kazakhstan over the yeah, last yeah, from yeah. the Star City, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I, listen, that that would be so phenomenal. We've been trying to work on that for for quite a while to get someone in actively in orbit around the Earth and carry on a conversation with them. It'd be pretty amazing. Yeah. All right. Um, wow. He's on the line, and he's oh. in space. Are we yeah. done with Space Cowboy? Uh, yeah, for now. 
I, I have other stories that we could uh, get back to if we do need to do that. <laughs> that was a little truncated. And, and the music. Yeah. Uh, so our buddy is performing tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday at Punchline. So you know him. It's one word. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Godfrey. Yay! Morning, Godfrey. Look, Did we get you out of bed? Good morning. No, no, no. We're good. Okay. <laughs> okay. We were looking for you, but now we're glad that uh, you have been found. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I, yeah. We're good to go. Uh, uh, a new iPhone. Oh. <laughs> it's a brand new spanking new one. So I'm all like, I used to be a Samsung person. Now I'm like. Oh, this oh. is your first time as an iPhone owner. Right. right. And, and, and yeah. what, what's your initial uh, review? Uh, pretty good. The reason why I switched over was the camera and the way it filmed. It was very crisp. I had to change. <laughs> right. Know? Right. I mean, you, you have an image to protect. Yes. Especially for actors and stuff like that. Comedian. When you're filming, iPhone is the way to go. People from Instagram kept telling me iPhone is the way to go. I was Samsung stubborn and now I'm iPhone. <laughs> But actually, I used to have an iPhone at the beginning when it was iPhone 1, I think. Oh. Hey, what's funny is, it, you know, it's called a phone, and uh, people are buying it not because of the phone capabilities, but yeah, right. every, uh, but <laughs everything, everything else. else. The yeah. camera, the, the, the computer. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're dropping, I mean, stop and think about it. Did you ever in your life years ago think you'd be dropping $1,100 for a phone? No, ever. Yeah. <laughs> but they, here's what they do to make you feel good. It's sort of like a layaway. They split it up. Yeah. They just kind of like, oh, we'll just make it, you know, spread it through different bills. That's, <laughs> that's just layaway. That's yeah. what it is. And that's it. So it'll, be, it'll just be part of your monthly phone bill. Yeah, yeah. It's part of your monthly phone bill. So you just go, all right, that's fine. Because you yeah. can't believe how much it costs. Man. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's, wow. it's, it's kind of wild. If you buy, if, and you know, people who have, there was a time when people were just purchasing the phone and then deciding what carrier they wanted to go with. And just to buy yeah. it straight out, that's when you realize it's the price of a laptop. Uh, definitely. I, and I, if I want to pay $1,200 for a phone, can you, like, make it not droppable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <right>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have I, a non-drop phone. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, I made, awesome. I made the mistake uh, of getting a brand new phone uh, with my provider... <sighs> week before they announced the new one so uh Uh-oh. so now I, I mean a week later my phone is already outdated and it makes me mad it's my it's my wow. own fault though it's my own fault for not really i guess doing my research i guess yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> i think don't you, don't you think the owner should be on them to sort of apprise you of the fact that a, a new model is coming out if you're you know they just use yeah. you to clear the old inventory that's that's not that's not cool yeah so, but, but you, yeah, you, no. are you, you seem to be kind of a tech dude. You have your, you know, your, your, your podcast and, and, and all of yeah. your stuff. I mean, you're, you're, you're tied in. Do you always have the phone on you? Is it always up in your face? Always have it on. Um, you know, I, uh, yeah. Cause I'm always trying to, I'm trying to, cause the thing about iPhones, it's all about like what you got to use with your finger, like slide that to the left. <laughs> you got to slide something diagonally to make something else show. So it's really all I'm, I'm trying to just get used to sliding things. You know what I mean? Just like, okay, hide that. No, you got to press that and slide from the left to the side <laughs> all right. to get the time. Like, it's weird. Well, let me ask you, what's the biggest F up that you've done? Um, you know, as, as have you texted the wrong person? Have you dialed, uh, you know, butt dialed? What have you screwed up the no. most? No. What have I screwed up? Um... Switching, switching from different, like, you know, when you open up different things, 
switching from him. Okay. You know I mean? you, yeah, you know, you you know, you have them all open, but I don't know how to sometimes close them all. Okay. You know? I don't know how to trick. So I have to. I sometimes do it all. I have to do it all over. It's weird. Well, I don't I, even know if I'm explaining it right. Well, I know what you're saying. You have all these apps open. I I never close out of apps. You never close out. Of, oh, okay. So you're like me. Yeah. <laughs> all open. Yeah, so it doesn't. I've I've never had a problem with it. Right. Well, I just I don't know, but I maybe it's because I'm telling you, it's just I haven't had an iPhone in like ten years, so that's probably what it is, maybe. But I don't know. Well, you're yeah. you're, you're active on Instagram. I like it yeah, and, and, and have you noticed? So you're using Instagram. And by the way, you look. I saw a picture of you on Instagram. You're looking pretty jacked these days. Have you been exercising? I've been. It's been COVID type <laughs> stuff, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> It's like I have a gym in my building. It, it's like you have to get scheduled. It's weird. You have to get scheduled, and you got to get out in that hour so they can spray. It's like weird. It's like it's thrown off. But what I try to do is when I do go to the gym, I try to do as much as I can and get out. You know, full body. I'm gonna do everything. You know what I mean? So I kind of am working out here and there. Not the way I want to though. But, but you I'm do martial? Do you do martial arts? I used to. Okay, which discipline? It was Hapkido. Hapkido. That's right. I remember I was talking about That's that. That's right, yeah. You. Yeah. How, 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 what, what? Uh, it was not, and when you watch MMA, you go, Hapkido doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is watch MMA, and you really get a perspective of what's practical mm-hmm. and what's not. If you're jiu-jitsu, boxing, if you're not doing any of that, I think all the other stuff is just for, you know, decoration. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, well, Hapkido is useful in a way. I'm mean, not saying I, you don't use anything, but I'm just saying, you know, a lot of people are taking the jujitsu thing now. You know, everybody's doing the boxing and the kickboxing. You know, you know, the stuff you use like when you you know when you're arguing over Trump supporter. <laughs> Have you ever been in uh, real life fights before, even before you were trained? Um, not really. I was never really a fight dude. I never got. In tr- really a lot of trouble yeah. i had a fight like one time at a comedy club you know i'm just like it was, and i didn't want i didn't want it i had i did not want it you know because fighting is weird because some people love to fight but then what if you're fighting and then you hurt somebody yeah. now you're in trouble you know what i mean so it's a weird thing so i had a fight with a guy one time and it worked i kind of used like the hapkido thing yeah. and it worked and it was funny because we were, I remember the night before we were te- we were training training about takedowns. You know, people running at you. You know, you know how you do ridiculous runs. Yeah. You're like no way, nobody's attacking you like that. And this dude, the next day, attacked me like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I even told my teacher, I said, nobody attacks like that. He goes, no, you never know. That's why we come we come all types of ways. And that guy did it textbook style. He attacked me exactly like I was learning the night before. Oh, I bet you looked good taking him down, didn't you? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Man, <laughs> it was awesome. He was white, so I had to get off him quick. <laughs> so I went to college with I'm a just guy. Being real. I'm just being real. Right. New York. I don't want to be on top of white dude. In the, <laughs> right. I, I went to college with a guy who was like nationally ranked in, in karate. He was like second in the world. He would do oh, these competitions geez. all over the world. Yeah, but like... Uh, you know, two o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night, I would uh, ask him, 
I'm like, listen, can can you show? I would I would like, all right, all right I'm going to throw a punch at you. I'm going to do this, and I need you to like show me. And he would, right? And he would, and he wouldn't hold back. Uh, and I, it's just, it's just really really dumb of me to do that. But you know, right? When you have these like beer muscles, it's like you know, like people that like to challenge bouncers at a bar. It's like, what the hell were you thinking? All right. Yeah, why, why, why that's just, that's that liquid courage. That's just dumb. Yeah. First of all, the worst is when you see a guy, you'll see a bouncer, the short bouncer. You'll see the big ones, and there's a the short one. And people want to mess with the short. I said, the reason why that guy, the short one, is there is because he's probably the best dude there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Why would you mess with the little dude who already has a height problem, <laughs> who's already angry? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they test you. Bouncers are interviews, you know? There was a great documentary called bounce already it's about bouncers i got some years ago and the way i didn't know that they they like ask you questions like you know they ask you how crazy you are like that's how they kind of hire you they say hey if you're in this type of situation what are you going to do oh i tell this person to do this to do this and then i try to tear their head off all right you're hired (laughs) hired. well look at uh roadhouse you remember dalton was small (laughs) thought he'd be bigger yeah Yeah, everyone thought he'd be bigger but he was the guy he knew all the moves yeah godfrey i want to ask about this i've not seen this yet but uh and and, uh i read that uh there was a somebody who took a video of you doing impressions of uh of denzel of richard pryor bill cosby and then did deep fakes um oh the deep fake yeah switch your face this guy he was doing like he can make your face it's really it's kind of scary in a way too you can you can make if you're talking he can he can put anybody's face on your face right you know and and make it look like that person is is there saying those words yeah we we, we've we've talked about i mean it, it it's it's simultaneously incredibly entertaining and terrifying because the one that we have just been loving uh, is uh, Schwarzenegger and Stallone in uh, a scene from Step Brothers, and uh, oh I think it might be the same guy. But we're, wa- hilarious. we're watching the footage of you morphing into Denzel. Oh my god, it's insane! Yeah, that was insane. I couldn't believe it. Like the co- and it morphed into Cosby too. Yes. Oh my but god! It was like, yeah, it was weird because the guy had to get certain footage to match. The face, Man. you know Did, what I mean, and the Cosby one. He said it was the toughest because Cosby hasn't done really anything new. I said, "Well, it's kind of impossible right now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did so, Did yeah, he give was, you Did he give cool. you a script, or were you just riffing with it? Oh, I was riffing. Okay, I was just riffing. Oh, that's and then great. the guy just changed my face. Yeah. By the way, uh, fun fact: <laughs> Cosby right now is living about a mile and a half from Preston. He lives right down the street from me. What like? <laughs> He's right now. Yeah, in the prison. The prison. Yeah. What? Yeah. And, 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 and anytime I just... people come in from out of town, I, and I always say, "I'm going to drive you by our most famous celebrity's house." <laughs> <laughs> and I drive by Phoenix yeah, Correctional so Institute wrong. and say, "Bill's right there, man." He keeps trying to get on the visitor that, list. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's so. I, hey, that would be kind of cool. Visit Cosby. Totally. I don't know. I don't know. That would be a thing to do. Hey, let's go visit Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, people, how you doing? All right, he's sitting here. Nah, that. <laughs> That's all he can do. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, well, I think he should be out soon. I hope. Well, listen, he's he's he's. We don't know with the COVID stuff if they might release him for that, but it doesn't seem like they're in any mad rush to do it. Uh, you were in the movie yeah. The Binge, which is a movie with Vince Vaughn, uh, and we yeah. were talking. Oh, we yeah. t- talking about this with it's basically all rules are off as far as. 
uh, drugs and and uh, booze and all of this. So I- I- explain who you play in the movie. This, it's just a small part. My buddy Elon Gold, another comedian, he's friends with the director Jerry Garlic, and who, you know these guys. This guy that wrote Hangover, you know, right? So we just did a small because the kids that are in that movie, we just play the parents of the kids, and the kids, and we end up getting knocked out drinking something that was drugged in the in our drinks. So we just it's just a small part. Everybody saw it. I was like, what? It was like it was like Zoolander when I was I was in the first Zoolander. I did like a small little part, but everybody saw it. Yeah. So sometimes it's the small stuff that people actually see, you know. And uh, so we're just playing the parents of the kids that are stars in the movie, and we're just like kind of like the kids are trying to do something, and we don't allowing them to do it, and we end up getting like drinking these drinks that they put something in it, and we end up getting knocked out, and you know, and that's that's the scene that I shot. And people saw it. Well, great. It's good, especially it comes at a time when they were, people are kind of very hungry for uh, for new stuff. It's, yes. it's good to see new shows and then back in production on a lot of stuff because yeah, only, yeah. Be, oh yeah, my god. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's nice that I mean, you know, virtual stuff is working. That's why with comedy now, surprisingly, I'm able to come to Philadelphia Punchline because they're able to make it COVID safe separate the audience you know yep. and you know each comedian has its own mic but i'm like yeah you should have been doing that in the first place <laughs> right? <I know>. yeah <laughs> you know some comedian takes a mic and sticks it up its butt and now it's on your lips <laughs> man yeah. you ever you've you've smelled a stanky <laughs> mic before right oh i smell butt stank mics man. yeah you just go, hey. oh yeah it's, it's like weird people spit on it put it in their mouth and the next comic coming up you're like what it's yeah, disgusting. some people actually put it in their mouth mm-hmm. uh, for for oh, a bit. Oh man, I've seen it. I've yep. seen it. Oh man, I've seen it. But it's like <laughs> weird. But yeah. we never got really sick though. That's what's another thing. It's like, so what are we saying? We're running away. Like with COVID, we're all paranoid. But then the mic stank that we were dealing with. <laughs> yep. Listen, there's powerful man. There's Maybe things to tinker not. with all around. I used to see comedians years ago when I was doing open, you know, like open mic nights. Yeah. And the ones yeah. that are more established, they'd be, and they'd, they'd sort of get crap from the other comedians. They'd come in with their own microphone. Oh yeah, oh no, but that's the move. It sh- I should have been doing that. I, yeah, that that's smart. Or some people come in with the mic top. You can unscrewable tops. Yeah, you just take your own mic top. Oh, I got yeah, mic yeah. tops now. Hey, oh yeah, but, God for yeah. you. Maybe the scientists need to look inside of comedy club microphones. They might find <laughs> right. a freaking cure oh, right man. there, <laughs> sitting somewhere, and that Eagle might be batter. it. Yeah, it's just <laughs> epic. It's a nice discovery, 24, right? Right, right. All right, well, listen, man, it's good to have you back in town. We're glad that these shows can happen. Thanks. So there's one tonight yeah. at 7.15 at, at uh, Punchline, and then uh, tomorrow on Saturday, 7.15 and 9.30, and uh, tickets are available yeah. at punchlinephilly.com. So it's all good. Yeah, come through, guys. Well, have awesome. a good time while you're in town, sir. Next time, hopefully, we'll see you in person, all right? Yes, sir. All Thank right. you, guys. Appreciate it. God for guys. Yeah. Like I said, punchlinephilly.com to uh, to get the tickets. So uh, very, very good. Um, should we go back to the Space Cowboy? or um, Let's well, I mean, let Kathy decide. We got oh, some God. Time. I was like, no, I shook my head. I didn't speak out loud. No. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give you one more. Is there any space shopping stories? <laughs> uh, let me let me t- let me see if I can find a way to make that up. Um, no. All right. Uh, this I thought was pretty damn cool. 
Uh, there's over 4,000 exoplanets that have been discovered to date. Um, so there's worlds out there that are so weird, they put Doctor Who writers to shame. And the latest to join the ranks is an exoplanet called K2141b. Now, when you say exo, these are the planets you're most likely to get kisses and hugs on, right? Yeah, exo yeah. Yeah, yeah. planets. Uh, no, these are, these are planets that are, I don't know... Uh, ha- Supporting life, possibly? Not supporting life, because I'll explain what yeah. this one is all about. K2141b is a scorching planet where it actually rains rocks. Wow, that's cool. Whips wind around at supersonic speeds, and huge swaths of the surface are covered in lava oceans. They There is one positive to this planet, though, Preston. They say if you happen to have darkening windows, they would stay bright all the time. <laughs> It might be worth exploring. It would be worth rainstorms with boulders if the, I don't know, if you happen to work in a place where the windows always turn dark prematurely. By the way, exoplanet is a term used to describe planets that are just outside of our own solar system. Okay, there we go. Elsewhere. That's what Kathy was saying. The solar system. So (laughs) this was discovered in 2018 by Kepler's second light mission. Yeah. K2141b is a rocky super-Earth that's about 50% bigger yeah, than our own home planet. I didn't even see that coming. I'm going to train on that planet for my fight with Drago. Uh, but it's five times denser, which would make yeah, sense. that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> I know some of you XOers didn't like me none, but I didn't like you none either. <laughs> and I don't like your rainstorm. Because they keep breaking my umbrella. Oh, okay, yeah, it's rocks, for crying out loud. Uh, so, anyhow, yeah, it's a rocky planet, and um, uh, it has... One, can you imagine a rocky planet? Everyone. <laughs> hey, rocky, glad to be rocky. Where you going? I'm going to go up a box. I'm a boxer, too, yeah. <laughs> one of them has their daughter, their little daughter with them. That's it's right. Yeah. It's Rockalina. Yeah. Yeah. It could be Rockies from different yeah. eras. It could be Rocky One and Rocky Six and Rocky Balboa. Hey, don't talk to the one for number five. He's almost a brain dead. <laughs> I'm the first. I'm like Stephen Hawking compared to that one. <laughs> the elite Rockies. Oh, wow. Don't talk to those. Yeah. <laughs> right, I got to move out. There's a bunch of Rocky Fibers moving in. <laughs> <laughs> So this planet is five times denser. I don't want those rocky fibers in my kid's school. Uh, it has one of the shortest years of any known planet. It zips around its host star. See you next year. See you next year. See you next year. Uh, so listen, yeah, yeah. It, it zips around its host star once every 6.7 hours. Wow. That's how fast. That's the year. Yeah. So, oh. God, imagine you don't, you'd be perpetually buying Christmas presents. That's like Mercury, man. Yeah. Mercury, man. <laughs> Thank you. It's, uh, Mercury's day is uh, longer than its year. Yeah. Mercury's day is longer than its year. It takes longer oh, for Mercury to rotate, to rotate on its it, axis than it does for it to go around the sun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, the you can't get as close as this one is to a star and not feel the burn, so temperatures are expected to soar. In the new study, researchers simulated the atmosphere and weather of K2B141 or K, K2141B by studying the spectrum of light from the star filtering through the planet's atmosphere. So the simulations suggest that K2141B has a system similar to Earth's water cycle. Well, you don't like my planet? Uh, fluid- it stinks! <laughs> That's right, it stinks! 
Uh, that ain't you. Uh, it is a system similar to Earth's water cycle, fluid oceans, and atmospheric vapor that condenses and falls as rain. The difference is, though. I kiss you. <laughs> Do you want to kiss me? The difference is that on this exoplanet, the cycle isn't water, but rocks. Okay, so it, that's why it's rocky. K2... Yeah, that rock! One, yeah, it's a mind blower. K2-141... <laughs> He's the president, Mickey. Is, uh, it's tidally locked to its star, meaning about two-thirds of the planet is constantly bathed in daylight. It doesn't rotate on its axis. It always is facing... The sun. The same part is always facing that star. That's amazing. Oh, what, so, what, how big is their sun, do they say? It doesn't say. Um, it's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, well, that, these, I'm sorry. Are they exoplanets outside of our solar system, or it's in another solar system? It's in another solar system. Okay. It's yeah. It's they got their own sun. It's a ways, ways away. Uh, so carry on, my wayward son. So that heats up the day side to a sweltering 5,432 degrees Fahrenheit. That's good weather to train it. Uh, melting. He kisses them good night. Yeah, he loves his turtles. Can't you get like salmonella from kissing turtles? You nah, can't. I don't like that. <laughs> 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 But butt kiss, you can give him, kiss. You yeah, kiss him all you want. All the time. He kisses yeah. his butt. Yeah. Right. Uh, so anyhow, uh, yes. So five thousand four hundred thirty-two degrees, melting the surface into a vast lava ocean, which is sixty-two miles deep. You know they're estimating sixty-two miles. Uh, um, sixty-two miles deep. <laughs> That's how deep the lava ocean is. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. That heat is enough to actually vaporize rocks creating an atmosphere of largely silicon dioxide. So it probably does stink. Uh, yeah, I'm oh, sure yeah. it does. Yeah. Stinks. Yeah. Right. It stinks. Just like farts all the time. <laughs> Trying to leave a lava 60 miles deep. Stinks. That's right. It stinks. Uh, meanwhile, the night side of the planet, that's where the parties are. Yes. Never sees any light, so temperatures there plunge below 328 degrees Fahrenheit. Head over to the night side! Yeah! <laughs> That's good training weather, too, like yeah. when you were in Russia. He, yeah. he, he was in the snow. And, up a yeah, 328 degrees, negative 328 degrees Fahrenheit. That's chilly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that huge temperature differential, differential creates incredibly strong winds, clocking speeds over 3,100 miles per hour. Hey, dude, where's my sweater? Yeah. Uh, these, oh, this is from Rocky IV, right? Yeah. yeah. What's the name of this song? The Burning Heart. Yeah. In the burning heart. <laughs> it's about to burst, or whatever it is. Is this Survivor Tony Talmanilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty certain this is Survivor. He's back to West. man against man. Uh, 
You stopped it? I didn't stop it. Well, that's it's all just, we have? Why do you end before the chorus? God damn it, oh, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'll make it better with this. That's it, bro. Okay. Survivor burning heart it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wasn't as big a hit as Eye of the Tiger. So these supersonic winds carry the vaporized rocks around to the night side of the planet where it cools, condenses, and then falls as rocky rain. Right. So it actually that's Rocky Rain. <laughs> Rocky Rain. Right, Joe, put up your hands. Rocky Rain. Rocky Rain. Um so a pa- oh. Yeah. Oh. Clap along if you remember this one. Yeah. Um oh, one guy clapped. <laughs> well, how do you clap along to this song, Rock? I don't know. <laughs> I'm dealing with rock storms. There it is. I never meant to cause you no trouble. <laughs> I never meant to cause you no pain. Hey. I just want you to realize you probably didn't like me much neither. <laughs> I like you. I wanna live in a place where rocks don't come down in the form of rain. <laughs> Rocky rain is a pain. Ow! <laughs> yes. Rocky rain causes pain. Come on, everybody, put up your hands. <laughs> Even that big guy with the big glasses in the back. Oh, the, the club owner? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, anyhow. Um, yeah. Good work there, Casey. Yeah. Oh, Casey has his hands up. Yeah. He's the one guy. Yeah, working hard. Let me see them tries. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, it's not a completely stable system on. It doesn't uh, sound like it. K2141B. Realtors must have a nightmare there. Uh, the team says it takes a while for the magma ocean to flow from the night side to the day side. So the overall mineral composition of the surface and atmosphere of the planet will probably change over time. Day side. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the day man. Opposite of the night side. Oh. <laughs> Champion of the sun. Oh. Oh. 60 miles of molten lava for everyone. <laughs> there have been a lot of references in this conversation. Yes, there have. I'd like to see a Venn diagram of all of them because mm-hmm. we got Kansas and Survivor and Sunny and. Yep. Rocky. Purple, stuff. purple Rain. We got all of it, man. We have actual, and, and in that somewhere, some actual information. That's <laughs> but the most along. laughable part, we get paid for this. I, I mean, know. there was literally Sunny D and Purple stuff in that, right? <laughs> that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so this all remains simulated speculation for now, but the researchers say that their predictions could be checked in the near future. Um, this um, is this, I mean, this is fascinating. In the beginning of the movie, the George Powell movie, War of the Worlds, they have, and this is stuff they found out, tremendous... Uh, a tremendous uh, uh, additional information concerning these planets, just the planets in our solar system, the kind of savage environments that they that exist. And there's a, an artist who years ago used to do stuff for NASA named Chesley Bonestall, I believe his name is. And he did, you know, like before computer renderings, 
depictions of what these planets would look like. I mean, yeah. it's just well the most savage stuff you could possibly imagine. You like think nightmares. about you think about sci-fi depictions of what planets might look like, yeah. right? And now we're learning that they actually do exist. I was thinking about. Um, um, oh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Mustafar, at the end of that, where, where Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin Skywalker yeah, have that, <laughs> they have a big lightsaber fight. But that's what this looks like. That that planet looks yeah. like this one that actually now exists per these descriptions. Dude, and like Venus, one that looks beautiful from our point of view, is very, very yeah. uh, hostile. Deadly. By the way, we have the hook for uh, the song from Rocky Four. <laughs> Uh, we can skip to. The, I can skip yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get to the burning heart of this uh, song here. Yes, please. <laughs> burning heart you know, of the planet. One thing uh, before you play that <laughs> on this planet. Okay, at the at the uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, they're in proximity. Oh, they would to, turn up. They would be incinerated unless they're surrounded by the Force and it's somehow protecting. They got those little robots that are protected, and so they're cruising around on those robots and they're protecting them. Mm-hmm. And those robots but I, but I'm saying, fields. Nick, the general heat. Just yeah. being in, in yeah. proximity. Being a mile from that would well, burn they're you They're not even sweating. They're yeah. not even sweating, okay? They, they are wielding lightsabers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, can use a magical, all-knowing force to uh, yeah. throw lightning at one another, too. So <laughs> oh, there's, but there's a, on the planet, there's a whole damn... You have to suspend disbelief <laughs> on some levels. Also, this planet shows up in uh, Rogue One. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Let me play this. Like a spider? Is that what he said? No, say that. I would think it would be like an eagle. Spire. Spider extends his wings. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was an itsy bitsy spider. (laughs) Itsy bitsy spider. (laughs) Run up the water's bow. So, yeah. Like a burning heart. Yeah. (laughs) Like the spider who flies into the night. Oh, my God. With the eight-legged bird. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting things mixed up. Here. Yeah. Okay. Are we? Uh, anyhow. Uh, Freaking th- weird stuff on this planet. This was uh, from the Space Cowboy file. Oh, yeah. Just you know, oh, so. man. I even lost the Space Cowboy song. I'm sorry. And we ha- we do have to move along. We Somebody do. Somebody gently That's why nudge I'm, Kathy. I'm wrapping that up. We're done now, Kath. Oh, you can fuck. fall out of your chair now. <laughs> That's what happened last time. <laughs> <laughs> I start talking about things All right. I don't care about. That's it. Uh, yep. I actually have more. So, Kathy, oh, don't you fret. Jesus. Don't you fret. We'll find another time to pass that information along. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get to the Bizarre Files. Stay with us. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. More this year than most. We really need your help to make Camp Out a success. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme during October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes right to fill abundance to purchase food that's a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. All right, we're ready for some more stories from the Bizarre File. Let's get them. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre File. 
All right, it's brought to you by HERS for a true Philly game day. you got to break out the HERS. Mm-hmm. Enter the HERS Upgrade Your Home Gate Contest at WMMR.com, and you can take your game, aid to the, game day to the next level. HERS since 1946. True. true for, for a true game day. <laughs> uh, tr- anyway. Okay. Wow. Uh, all right, so we're, we're going to go ahead and, <laughs> and, and do the bizarre file now. All right. Bizarre. <laughs> An armed robbery at the Ace Hardware Store. Ace! Uh, in Happy Valley, a witness to the robbery ran up to a deputy to report the robbery. The deputy had happened to be in a traffic stop near the Ace Hardware. A witness described what he had seen to the deputy, including a description of the suspected vehicle. A suspect had pulled a gun on an Ace Hardware employee and then fled in a dark-colored Mazda CX-9. Now, the Mazda would be uh, proven easy to spot. It had a sofa strapped to the top of it. Yeah. This was this guy's getaway vehicle. A sofa on, like uh, like a modern version of the Beverly Hillbillies truck. There you go. Yeah. Deputies spotted the vehicle. Within minutes, they attempted to stop the suspect. He refused to stop and sped, leading them on a high-speed pursuit. Deputies called an outside jurisdiction to assist. Working together, they followed the suspect into the city of Vancouver. During the pursuit... The sofa remained firmly affixed to the vehicle's roof the entire time. The suspect finally stopped, fled the vehicle on foot. Deputies gave chase and caught the suspect a block away without further incident. He was placed under arrest for many infractions, including uh, robbery, unlawful use of a weapon, attempted to elude reckless driving and reckless endangering for having the sofa on the top of his vehicle while he was trying to get away. A Catholic priest with a past got removed from his church this weekend over a story of sex, drugs, and weapons. Uh, Legal analyst Ralph Torres said, you don't expect a priest to be packed and to have these types of weapons. The Roman Catholic Diocese of Fresno got a restraining order to protect church employees all the way up to Bishop Joseph Brennan from one of their own priests. Father Guadalupe Rios still uh, had his name on the church marquee at St. Joseph's Church, but the man himself is not allowed within 100 yards of the property. Several parishioners said that they knew that Rios was either in a gang or affiliated with one, as the diocese mentioned in their application for a restraining order against him. Parishioners have also seen social media posts of Rios with an AK-47 or an AR-556 or a 357 Magnum. So that's that's pretty wild. So the parishioners were afraid to be interviewed. The diocese also accused Rios of physically and emotionally abusing the church secretary who said that she had a physical and romantic relationship with Rios for five years. Melanie's, Did he do any of the perfunctory reading on what a priest is supposed to do? I don't know if he, you know, he might have skimmed it. Yeah, so, I, I gave it a quick look. Melanie Sakoda said, uh, not only is he a priest, but he's your employer. You know, your your job's dependent on him. So I think it's very easy for someone to be sexually abused in that situation. Uh, she said studies have, or they, yeah, she said studies have shown fewer than 10% of priests will abuse children. But somewhere around half of them will break their vows of celibacy. Uh, court records showing that Rios was convicted of a 2016 DUI with a blood alcohol content of one9 More than twice the legal limit for drivers was found. In her declaration in support of the restraining order, the church secretary said he was habitually under the influence of marijuana and alcohol, which would make him suicidal. In February, he even pointed his gun at her and threatened them both. You want to see God? 
Uh, she wrote in the declaration, Miss, Mr. Uh, Rios and I were in his rectory when he pulled a gun pulled a gun to his head in front of me. As I started to cry in shock, I asked him what he was doing, and he said to me, either I'm going to die or you are or we both are. Uh, due to his past as a gang member and the gangster friends he hangs out with, I'm afraid for my safety and my family. His guns are accessible, and since he threatened me before with killing me, I'm afraid that if he finds out about the diocese knowing the truth about him, he will come after me in retaliation against me. Uh, the restraining order doesn't say when the diocese found out about the troubling incidents. I'll see you at the bake sale. Uh, judge approved the restraining order on Friday protecting the church itself and the diocese office as well as the church secretary, her daughters, the church bookkeeper, Bishop Brennan, and another uh, of Father Rios' supervisors. I wonder wow. if you took confession with him if he'd pistol whip it out of you. <laughs> Man, that's a lot. Okay. Moving on, firefighters in Florida responded to a property to rescue a horse that had fallen into a septic tank and nearly was submerged in the sewage. A fire rescue said that crews were dispatched to the property after a horse named Buddy Bear plunged into the open... Buddy Bear. I know. (laughs) Poor thing. Uh, into an open... I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. Trust me, I get it, Buddy Bear. <laughs> and he was unable to climb back out. You're like flying off your chair at work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the agency uh, had the hazmat <laughs> heavy rescue team uh, arrive on the scene, and they used a fire hose to fashion a harness around the 40-year-old horse. Oh, horse 40? Oh, I didn't know wow. horses lived that yeah. long. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the firefighters then were able to pull the horse I'm back. Still matter. Back to solid ground. A veterinarian was uh, summoned to the scene to examine Buddy Bear. Once he had been taken out of the tank, officials said the horse was not seriously injured and is recovering from his ordeal. There you go. Good, yeah. Picture of him in his hospital bed. Uh, (laughs) This is pretty wild. A Virginia wildlife management company shared photos of a mysterious snake. But it was later identified. No, I'm not even going to tell you what it was later identified yet. So, all right, so... Virginia Wildlife Management and Control posted photos to the Facebook page uh, that were sent in by a caller to the company's snake identification hotline after the creature was spotted. Uh, They said in this post, uh, we've never seen anything like it before, and we're not sure if it's a freak of nature. They posted an update after experts identified the 10 to 12-inch animal as a hammerhead worm. Come on. A hammerhead worm. Yes, never heard so of So like it. a hybrid between a worm and a shark? It is an invasive species native to Southeast Asia. The species is notoriously difficult to kill as even a small fragment of its body can regenerate into a complete worm. So what percentage of its body can it go down to before it can regenerate? I don't know. It says a small fragment. That's so. F- that's that's X-Men territory. Uh, yeah. That's where absolutely. you splice genes with that thing. And listen, it, Nick pulled up a picture. It looks like a snake. It really? Doesn't, it doesn't look like no worm. It looks, it's got a, a definitive head on it. There, Ooh. Steve, look up on the, oh on the monitor. God. That that is a wow. that is a, apparently a hammerhead. I'd, I'd like to worm. see it regenerate. Yeah, so, I know that you don't think I can regenerate, <laughs> but I didn't think you could not regenerate none either. <laughs> uh, it is kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty now long. I want to see that thing regenerate. And that is what I have for you in the Bizarre File. We are going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we'll test you <laughs> with the lesson question. Stay put. It'll be right back. 
not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Meet Krista, Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring, and take stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. It's easy. Just go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, let's see. Just teasing tomorrow, we are indeed going to be doing the Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts. It was only our second run out. The first time around was uh, Rocky. Rocky movies. <laughs> and, uh, it worked well, though. It uh, yeah, it did. It, it, I, I messed up a little bit, but not this time around. I got the comic book gurus on our side. Craig Legons and company came up with some fantastic questions for our so-called experts tomorrow for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Craig even checked himself. He ran them by and got some additional information from Rockstar Rob. So between the two of them, I don't yep. think you can get any more authoritative. We're going to have a good time with that. It's going to be, I believe, in the 8 o'clock hour tomorrow. So just heads up on that. All right, so today's lesson question, the prize that we have to give away is $50 Caravas, Italian grill gift card. And let's go with... This one. Who is the national spokesperson for Fritter Awareness? Oh, my God. He narrated it. 215-263-WMMR. Who is the national spokesperson for Fritter Awareness? Let's see if you were listening. Call in. And if you get through and I get you on the air, you just might win a prize with the right answer. Let's do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Horizon Services. They take the stress out of fall heating problems by taking $50 off any heating repair. Two-year guarantee included. Horizon Services. Dot com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, 90210 star Tory Spelling defended former cast member Brian Austin Green's parenting skills after Megan Fox criticized him on social media. Spelling says their children often get together for play dates, and Green almost always leaves with the right kids. <laughs> Juliet Hoff explaining that she and her estranged husband, Brooks Like, are better off as friends. Like agrees, saying now he can go do all the annoying things she loves to do in hopes of getting sex. But without the sex. Oh, my God. And finally, in a recent interview, Chris Jenner praised her son, Rob Kardashian, as an incredible father uh, to his daughter, Dream. Chris did admit that it's not too hard to look like father of the year when the mother is black China. <laughs> All right, we'll see if you're paying attention. And we have the lesson question, who's a national spokesperson for Fritter Awareness? <laughs> and this is Mike that we're going to go to. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Mike, What is who is the spokesperson for Fritter Awareness? It is Morgan Freeman. Morgan yeah. Freeman. Yeah. Yep, hang on, uh, Mike. We're going to give you a $50 Carabas Italian Grill gift card. And no matter the size of your holiday event, Carabas Italian Grill is here to serve you starting at just $34.99. Carabas Family Bundles. Featuring lasagna, spaghetti, chicken parmesan, or salmon uh, separito, and it's served four to five serves four to five people, and they're available through carside carryout and delivery. Carabas Catering Services Catering serves ten or more and offers individually packaged meals. You can visit Carabas.com for the complete menu. All right, music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on ninety three three. WMMR. Yeah! Hi, right, it's brought to you by your local Deeds and Watson Real Philly Delis. They're open for takeout, taste for generations of family recipes made with love, 
Show your support for local business. RealPhillyDeli.com. Deets and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Foo Fighters are dropping some hints that their 10th studio album is on its way. The group confirmed earlier this year that the new project was done. And now fans in Los Angeles are spotting the band's FF logo in various locations, along with an X, which is the Roman numeral for 10. One fan Instagrammed a picture of it uh, located on a store's awning, while another shared a video of the same logo being projected onto the side of a building. Uh, Foo Fighters' Dave Grohl recently compared the new album to David Bowie's 1983 record, Let's Dance. Huh. Um, the last album, Concrete and Gold, was released in 2017. So I'll be curious to hear that. Should be coming soon. Uh, the Offspring has released their first ever holiday track, and it's Christmas Baby Please Come Home, which was produced by Bob Rock. Uh, the song was originally released by Rock and Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Darlene Love in 1963. Uh, the song will be pressed on a limited edition holiday red 7-inch vinyl with a custom etching on the B-side of the band's logo. And the Offspring lead singer, Der- uh, Dexter Holland, said, you know, it just seemed like it, uh, like the world could use a nice holiday song right now. Uh, we've always been huge fans of Darlene Love, so the idea came up to do a Christmas song. We jumped at the chance to record that one. And tried not to wreck it. I'm interested to hear that version. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Offspring recently completed work on its long-awaited 10th studio album. The follow-up to 2012's Days Go By does not yet have a title or release date. The long shadow of ACDC's late guitarist Malcolm Young hangs over the band's upcoming Power Up album, which is set for release on the 13th. Brother Angus created the song for the new set using the unfinished musical ideas and demos that he and Malcolm had recorded over the years. Angus spoke about how he connected with an ailing Malcolm during his final days suffering from health issues and dementia. He said, I play him a bit of guitar, and he was happy whenever we were doing that. One of the last records I ever played in was the Rolling Stones when they were doing a lot of old blues tracks, which he means the album Blue and Lonesome, and uh, he just thought it was great. Frontman Brian Johnson explained that Malcolm Young served as an almost musical North Star for ACDC. He said he was uncompromising in his ethic. If it wasn't rock and roll, Malcolm didn't care for it. He left us, but he's still there. In the studio and everything he did, we're all very aware of that. When your target is to pay tribute to Malcolm, you just really want to do it well, and you don't want to let anyone down. Johnson went on to say about the soon-to-be-released Power Up, instead of looking... At Dancers on TikTok, I'm hoping this album will make young kids go out and buy a guitar. Uh, it would be, it would just be great to get more rock bands out there writing their own songs and getting up there on stage. And then one final story. Elvis Costello is still shying away from being called a cancer survivor. Uh, he, after a minor uh, 2018 bout with the disease, while prompting his newly released album, Hey Clockface, he addressed the situation, telling Britain's The Independent it was turned into a melodrama by the sun and other people who couldn't care less uh, whether you live or die and have no empathy for anybody. It was not an insignificant problem, but it was fortunately one that could be dealt with one time only. Uh, Costello went on to say, I won't subscribe to the description of myself as a survivor or anything that sounds melodramatic and self-pitying. And I never would have told anybody had I not had to give a credible reason why I wasn't going to be in Manchester on a given night playing with the Buzzcocks. 
He said, pardon me if I don't have a lot of time for discussing my brush with mortality, but I didn't have one. So that's what he's saying. It's like it wasn't a problem. Uh, I hear that. Uh, so d- no suggestion as to what he had? I thought I had read it was a skin cancer. Okay. But you know what, Steve? I, n- I might not be... It might not be accurate on that, but it, that sounds vaguely familiar to me. But it doesn't. The article that I read doesn't go into any detail. And that is what I have in music news for you. Yay! We're going to take a break. We're going to get back. Get the letter of the day for the word of the week prize, and uh, we'll find out what Pierre's got cooking for today's program. So stay right there because we'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked, Corey Taylor. Larkin Poe. Chris Stapleton. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We're wrapping up the program today. Being a Thursday morning with Preston and Steve Show. Enjoyable day today. Uh, And we want to thank Godfrey for being on the show today. Thank Godfrey. Uh, Godfrey is appearing at Punchline. He's got a gig tonight that's at 7.15, and then two tomorrow and two on Saturday. I bet we woke him up. I think he was. I think he had his eyes closed during that entire interview. Um, Punchlinephilly.com to get your tickets. But, uh, yeah, thank you for being on this morning. We thank you for your calls and contributions to the program. Um, and I got nothing else. No? No, I got nothing else to, uh, to mention. Let's hurry up and get to No Sad, bro. You know what? Yes. Yeah. It, it's officially Friday when we wrap up with the show here. Right. So That's second it. you sign yeah. off, we're, we're good. It's Friday. I feel bad because lately I've been, I haven't been giving Pierre enough time when we go into this last break to make his way in here because normally I have a series of guests that we thank and we go through a couple of different things. But, you know, since COVID, it's been, you know, lighter in the, in the, Interview department. So Some, yeah, it ebbs and flows. Fewer guests, and so uh, I have to kind of stall and have some time ready before we hear that magical voice. Hi. <laughs> it's magical, I'm telling how you. How are you? Wonderful, how are you? As well. Excellent, man. Uh, let's do the letter. How about it? Yes. How about you? Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... T is in Thursday. Alrighty. And we have three bottles of the double gold award winning Revivalist Botanical Gin. Voted, by the way, the number one best craft gin distillery in America by USA Today. Three bottles of Resurgent Young American Bourbon and three bottles of Preston's Quarantine Cocktail, signature cocktail personally designed by yours truly. Uh, and it's made with Resurgent Bourbon, which is so good. A locally made apple cider as well uh, from Revivalist Spirits. And you can keep life delicious. And we will give that away tomorrow. And how are you today, sir? I'm fine. Excellent. It's a lovely day outside. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a yeah. lovely week the rest of the so week nice. all the way through the Let's weekend. Let's take it. Yeah, Let's absolutely. Take it and run with it. Um, I want you kids to leave as soon as you possibly can and get out into this beautiful day. That's uh, sometimes easier said than done. But Love it. Um, I'd like that for all of you because it's too nice to stay inside. Okay. All right? Yep. I'll be doing my show from Rittenhouse Square today. All right. Wow. That's awesome. We're, that just right outside. We're just going to drop a mic out the window. Oh, right. We're not yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 don't do that. You might break one of these darkening windows that we've gone to <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. On nice days, I, we would do that, though. We'd just drop a mic out the window. It was so good. And then we got the Marty system, and we didn't even need a wire. It was so cool. So you'd drop a mic out the window, and, and whoever was doing their show would go down? Well, it was usually just me. I mean, I uh, but I would I would go sometimes stand on the corner, talk to Nick the Hot Dog Man, or often just go into the park, because you could find characters always in the yeah. park, yeah. and just sit on any bench and watch the world go by and do your show. And um, could be a lot more dangerous these days. Well, it could, uh, <laughs> it could, but, um, uh, but yeah, it was always interesting and great fun. Well, one time during the Howard Stern craze, um, people, uh, his his rabid fans would try to get on our air in some way, and so I was at some remote, and one of them literally was chasing after me. <laughs> I'm running, I'm running down the <laughs> sidewalk with a microphone, and he's trying to go, Howard. Going, you you troglodyte, please. <laughs> God bless you and good riddance to you. And it, but and and the engine, our engineers just stood there like watching. Going, As hey, you're that's fleeing, kinda funny. it's kind of funny. Uh, poor Pierre got to put some run on there. Put some run on. <laughs> Get away from the stern fan. Right, right. Uh, anyway, but uh, that was a long time ago. It that was. memory just came to me, and I thought I'd share it. I appreciate that. Thank you. What's coming up on the show today? Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. We've got workforce blocks of the Who and. Um, <laughs> And ranted and uh, rosebud, <laughs> <laughs> and and Genesis. All right, what were those again? I'm sorry, I was. Who listening. ranted Genesis? Who ranted Genesis? Now right. turn that into a sentence. Yeah. Uh, wow. Who is rancid at the genesis of a beginning? Yeah. <laughs> at the genesis of a beginning. Technically, that's a sentence. <laughs> there are words strung together. I kill myself. Uh, <laughs> All right, let me thank the sponsors, the President and Steve Radio Program, brought to you today by Dunkin', the official coffee of the President and Steve Show. It's National Donut Day, by the way. Uh, and hers, Philly's favorite chip since 1946. Uh, tomorrow on a program, we have some cool things going on. Uh, we're going to have comedian Moses Storm joining us. We are also going to have the battle of the self-proclaimed experts in the category, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we also have an announcement concerning the Preston and Steve Totally Office calendar. You haven't heard anything about no, that yet, have you? No, but it's uh, you're going to like it. We'll get the we details. Gave up. Yeah. We'll get the details on that tomorrow, and I think you'll be happy about what you hear. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye bye. Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Well, the way things are this year, it shouldn't be called the Bizarre File. It should be called the 2020 File. Next message. Woo! Marijuana is legal in New Jersey. Sucks to live in PA. Ha ha! Next message. that. I don't need this shit anymore. all that. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.